Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, September 15th, 2022. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend Wednesday, as we like to call them here, where we don't do hangouts and headlines. And I've been seeing people collecting articles and things for us to discuss, both in the gaming side, which is traditionally the virtual legality side, uh, and the other side, which we cover a lot in hangouts and headlines. But there was one specific set of reports that we knew we just had to cover, folks. It's been it's been far too long since I have said the names Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, even though it seemed like I said them two to 300 times a day for a period of the channel there. Uh, and so we're going to go back and talk about, well, accusations about what folks are doing, misleading reports, misleading articles. And because we already have someone on YouTube who I happen to know and may or may not play Dungeons and Dragons with, go over this in a video of his own and then stay up all night just to be with you folks. I would like to introduce, I think for the first time in formal hangouts and headlines, because it's at a ridiculous time of day for him, Ian Runkle of Runkle of the Bailey. Ian, how you feeling, man? <laughs> oh, you know, a little punchy, but... Uh, and we love punchy, Ian, don't we, folks? <laughs> this is not actually the first time. I think this is the second, because it is a ridiculous okay. hour, but... Uh, Sometimes I keep weird hours, but uh, this one I was like, I think I got to be there for this one. Fantastic. No, I knew you'd been on Hangouts before, but I didn't know whether it was one of those long form ones where the day just kind of rolled into where you could get on here or or whether you had appeared early on. So if you if you have been on at 430 in the morning before, uh, I apologize for not recognizing it in that introduction. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to do a shorter hangouts here just to start before we get into the headlines because we do have like 7 million different angles we can take a look at on this thing. Because if you don't know, this entire article, this entire report series is about our good friend, friend of the channel, friend of the people, Christopher Boozy and his bot <laughs> Sentinel institution, which is ostensibly, as you can tell from the title, designed around finding bots on Twitter, give or take. Uh, and doesn't do that anymore because he really wasn't finding the traction in the media. Uh, but, but we like to give, you know, positive attributes to people. This dude is a master salesman who might or might not be watching this video as it stands. Uh, we know he watched Ian's video. Um, and so, uh, we will see on that, of course, but he has gone out as was promised at the end of, uh, the last time we discussed this individual, which if you want to follow this up after we watch, uh, or perform or do whatever you want to describe this as this hangouts and headlines. Uh, we talked about it in a different hangouts and headlines uh, from a little while back, July 19th, where it was reported very credulously that widespread targeted harassment against supporters of Amber Heard had happened. Now, in this particular instance, some reporters uh, actually disclaimed that bot Sentinel and Christopher Boozy had been hired by Amber Heard for this purpose, give or take, even though they separated the report for, from it. Um, and others did not. Uh, but you we, you might recall us seeing these articles talking about this. We thought Variety did the best job with the headline, which which describes it. Then says, according to firm once hired by Herd's lawyers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at <laughs> the end of it, yeah, I think actually better than most of them did. Oh yeah, because because mostly they would just take a percentage or a bullet point or what was in these reports and just report it as the gospel truth. Uh, and so in that particular video, we did like I don't know five or six. Articles is like, no, that's too strong. That's too strong. That's too strong. And then Variety's like, yeah, okay. It says, it says <laughs> firm hired by Amber Heard lawyers. And I thought that was a good job. 
Um, but at I, the end of that report, basically, uh, there was a promise that uh, they're looking at YouTube next. Uh, and so we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming out. We have seen emails floating around. And you know, I don't know if you got one or not, but we know that Taylor Lorenz at the Washington Post is covering this. We didn't know who would cover this kind of stuff first. Um, but as it turns out, and we'll get to this. We're going to do some hangouts first. Don't, don't worry, people. I know that's that's uh, what, what people like sometimes. Uh, the Rolling Stone went went forward with this first. It also got copied in various places. I think there's a Jezebel article. I think there's other places that are going out with this too. Uh, and again, we'll get into the headlines more specifically in a bit. Um, you got new, new report claims. You have a little bit less uh, credulity uh, being afforded these kinds of things. Still a little bit too much for my liking, especially as we see what's in the report itself. Uh, but maybe we're getting better. Maybe we're getting better. We'll see. But before we do that, uh, here's Papa Hogue coming in. I don't know when the last time is he watched the Hangouts and Headlines. Maybe he watched <laughs> In the Dark trolling. No idea. Happy to be back on the trial of century. Just kidding, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, is that what you're doing? Oh, is is my father not watching my shows in favor of Rob's shows? Is that what's <laughs> happening here? All right, Dad, we have to talk offline. Oh, getting into little jibes early in the morning. My goodness. Heather says he's definitely watching this video. Crying laughing emoji. I don't know. It's early in the morning. I, it, it's, it's hard to say. Ian, you think he's watching this video? I'm going to go with yes. All right. All right. Uh, WD Prescott. I, I mean, what? He showed himself to really have a, a particular sort of fragile ego. I don't imagine he's the kind of guy who can let anything go that mentions his name. Oh, well, I mean, hey, you know what? You put the report out there. You want the press. You want the coverage. Let's give it to him. I mean, that's what I say. Uh, yeah, cer enough. Certainly when we make videos, we, we accept the good and the bad. Uh, sometimes, folks, if I'm feeling really down, I don't I don't go into the comments at all because a lot of them are nice, but some of them are not. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's always there's always somebody in the comments who's just like, you know, you know. It's like somebody who just hates you from for no yeah. reason from whatever. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude has the best idea. Do a thing to annoy YouTubers so they report on him and give him the clout. Yeah, no, I. He, he goes and he focuses on people. One of the really interesting things we're going to see in this uh, report, more than the article, because the article doesn't actually talk about the report. It just kind of takes it on face. Uh, is that it's. In a different context, um, it's pretty targeted harassment of like at least one specific dude, and then yeah. realistically like two. Uh, and it's it's a bizarre take to to make because they're making this report and saying this is endemic to YouTube. Like they try to frame it in the right way for getting publicity, which is oh, this giant media corporation is making money on this horrible speech and try to get to you know an apocalypse, whatever it would be, four, seven, fourteen, um, and and that's. That's a good way to do it if you're him, if you're trying to get that publicity. But you read it. I, I was actually a little uncomfortable with the framing of like, let's look at what this guy is doing, you know, page after page after page. Let's look at this. This guy's doing page after page. page. And it's like, well, yes. How many YouTube accounts are there? 20 million? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's this whole thing. It's funny that this guy's like, hey, you know, people are making money off targeted harassment as he specifically calls out a few people over and over and over again for targeted. What was that word again? 
It is. It's, yeah. it's very specifically um, uh, harassment. And in a litigation sense, one of the things that jumps out is like, oh, that's, that's kind of like what the anti-slap stuff would be defending against. I mean, like you're trying to shut them up um, and yeah. then you're, you're trying to say they're violating these terms of service. And, and when we talked about his doing this for Twitter, you know, one of the things that jumped out, this isn't his first rodeo, uh, even it's not even his first rodeo back in July, um, is that Twitter had looked at a lot of what he had reported on and said, no, nah, it's fine. And you can yeah. think one of two ways about that. You could think Twitter is a terrible steward of communications. I will agree. Uh, <laughs> but they, they, they did say, uh, no, sir. And, and we'll take a look at the actual harassment policies he sends us to um, because they're not well, uh, as chilling as he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And YouTube said, hey, we looked into everything that he mentioned and we took down two videos. It was two. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's saying, oh, there's all these endemic violations. It's like, is it, though? Because, yeah. yeah. Well, what he's, what he's identified, and again, it's all kind of spoiler stuff here, but in the report are statements that you might not agree with. In fact, I would be willing to bet that um, many, 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 many folks won't agree with um, and uh, said this is, you know, this is this is YouTube spreading hate or whatever. But. Um, at least as described in many of the quotes, assuming, as Ian will point out when we get there, uh, that they are accurately ascribed, um, which is an open question with what has been done with this report in certain respects, um, that, okay, that's a bad thing uh, that I don't agree with. I think that's a, that's a, that's a bad idea. Uh, is that the kind of thing that YouTube should, should be banning? Is that the kind of thing that YouTube should be um, taking further action on, or are we going to have an actual, you know, discussion forum and a battle of ideas and, and, you know, who, what is freedom of expression? And we can get into all sorts of stuff, uh, about those things. And, uh, it looks like Mr. Boozy wants none of it based on the Twitter exchanges that I saw with him and Ian while prepping this video. Um, so we will <laughs> see before we do though, I want to give a special warm welcome to secret McSquirrel in the chat. Uh, I want you to know, Secret McSquirrel, that a number of folks noticed your absence uh, for a number of days here, and everybody's very excited uh, to see you again. So thank you so much for the work you do moderating here. If you do see her in the chat, say hi. Um, it's it's lovely to have her back. And uh, again, all the mods do such fantastic work and keep things on track. So uh, we can discuss very complicated things, very sensitive things, and avoid ad hominems and have a reasonable minds can differ attitude. So thank you to all of them. Um, and it is it is wonderful to see them. How's everybody doing? Where's everybody hanging out? What's going on this morning on a Thursday? We got about five minutes before we have to dive into like 16 <laughs> tabs. Uh, so I want to hear from you because it is uh, a fantastic Thursday. And it's so great to have Ian here. YouTube barely recommended uh, Tug. That would be that umbrella guy who you may have heard referenced in the YouTube video. That is going to be one of the reference points we talk about in discussing this report. I only started seeing him when I looked deeper at the trial. Sure. Yeah, we, who knows what great mysteries the fates of the YouTube algorithm weave. I have no idea whenever it'll, it likes to recommend me my own videos, which admittedly, you know, <laughs> I have an ego. So that guy's great, but I don't really need to see him. I, I yeah, mean, it's like uh, I I was kind of there and then I kind of did the editing and the last thing I want to do is watch it one more time. No, there's there's a great when you hear like behind the scenes interviews or something of like an actor's like I don't want to watch myself in movies. It's like I get it. I get it. Well, it's not just it's not even that cuz we also have to do our like at least I do. I do my own editing. So by the time I've gone through and been like 
yeah, uh, that, you know, that 20 second silence where I was looking for something on the page that needs to go, you know, it's like, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> yep. No, no, there's, there's, there's no love there. It's a process. That's the thing. You put a video up and it's like, well, it's, you know, whatever. It's 25 minutes, some, something short. It's like, yeah, it was probably three hours, four hours at least. I mean, like, that's just, it's just what it takes to get something up. Um, and when I watch them again, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's such a great video. But if I try to watch it, all I see is all the things I think are mistakes <laughs> strung together with like, you know, so, like Charlie Brown, like the tuba noises for his teacher and, and then mistake and then tuba noise. That's Creators are hard to on themselves. There's no question. No. I often think, oh, I should have gone in this direction. Oh, I should have added this bit of clarity, like that yeah. kind of thing. And if it rises to a high enough level, that's where you see me update the pinned tweet <laughs> or uh, pinned yeah. comment, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of good places here. We saw in Alabama, we saw Texas, Metro Detroit, a lot of Michiganders, Roanoke, Virginia. Nice. Uh, Dad says, love Secret McSquirrel. Great work. Rarely credited. Well done. Absolutely. Lovely yeah. to have her back. Uh, Ohio checking in. Um, Tug was how I was brought into the case years ago. Yep, hmm. I think that happened for a number of few people. Um, what else we got going on? Elaine mentioned Tug more than YouTube did. He was <laughs> mentioned a lot. Well, I mean, the best thing that could have happened to the guy was Elaine mentioning him in court. Like, that's, I mean, I'm sitting well, there. I reacted to that. It's like, oh, that's engaging. Yeah. There's only well, there's just, only about there's only about 10 million people watching this right now. Yeah, it's like, okay, um, maybe you could mention my channel next. <laughs> what, what bad things do you have to say about <laughs> Bailey? Exactly. Uh, Janice says uh they were here first and then found everybody else. YouTube is awesome now. That is awesome. Absolutely. Nice. That's how it all works, is you 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 find one of us and we suck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here. Even if you don't like the content of a YouTuber, what happened to just not watching it? Why they need to ban everything we don't like? That's an open question for some of this stuff. Um, and, you know, from YouTube's perspective, they have a business interest. If the advertisers create a problem, Bot Sentinel has an interest in getting its name known out there. It's known by a lot of folks because it, it definitely has the contacts. It gets into these articles uh, at major publications, right? I mean, like, yeah. If we're going to be very positive about at least one attribute of Mr. Boozy's work is he can get pub. Um, and there's there's no doubt about that. Now, can he monetize that in a cognizable fashion? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what he's doing with it. But he's mentioned every three months, every four months in, in one or more of these various publications. So he's good at marketing himself. Although eventually, I imagine the marketing is going to turn around and he's going to start getting some press he doesn't like. And that'll be an interesting day. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I think that Rolling Stone claims is stronger than we saw in July, which is stronger than we saw in, I think, February was when the Meghan Markle report came out. So he's going to try to combine all the stuff he's already done into a new report. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. We're going to look at this. We're going to be skipping a lot of pages because in this report, there is what I would say is, do you know when you're in school, Ian, and <laughs> they, they say... Pay, the report has to be 20 pages and they, they're very careful. They set the margins and the font type and things like that. Part of this report to me feels like, I, you know, I want to get to like 30 pages. I want to make it feel real. And so we're going to, we're going to really stuff that with nonsense. Um, oh yeah. 
and uh, we'll see that. There's a lot to skip, which is always good, right? When you're when you're looking at something you have to read for a client or otherwise, it's like, oh, a lot of this is pointless. Lovely. We're going to get through it even faster. Uh, but just as a word of warning, there is what I would call filler uh, in this document uh, just to get to just to get to lengths. All right, everybody, let's talk about this thing. We've set it up enough. Uh, let's talk about YouTube cashing in on misogyny, racism and targeted harassment. Rolling Stone, in an exclusive interview, bot Sentinel founder Christopher Boozy explains how the video sharing giant seems to be profiting off hate speech. Now, we have a couple of points of clarity here. Hate speech is a traditionally amorphous kind of concept. It's not terribly loved uh, by lawyers that are worried about things like freedom of speech and First Amendment concerns and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, it, it's something that people can kind of recognize, maybe. Um, misogyny may or may not be hate speech. It depends on its form. But we have this as the exact uh, phrasing here from the headling and subheading. And I'm not sure that it quite gets to what they want to say in the subheading. So you, you've got that kind of disconnect. We see this from time to time. This is what Rolling Stone wants in their Twitter. This is what they want you to see. They are assuming properly that a giant chunk of the audience is not going to click through to this. And this is kind of how these reports work. We, we've seen that in the past, which is um, you, you skip new report claims and you're, you're, you're going through it on Twitter and you get to, well, YouTube is cashing in on misogyny, racism, and targeted harassment. Now, the other aspect of this, Ian, is that, well, to some extent, that's true, right? There's 20 million accounts. Uh, there are bad oh, actors yeah. in any large enough organization. Um, and uh, YouTube, is, is YouTube deliberately promoting those? Is it making it more likely? That's where we get into the fights with the Cat 10 barges of the world or the Taylor Lorenzes. Um, and that isn't even actually argued here. Instead of, so we've got different gradations of argument, I would argue. Uh, instead of Cat 10 barge and Taylor Lorenz saying YouTube's algorithms and magic black box are actually making people pick Johnny Depp's side, making people say these things because <laughs> it's giving them more engagement. And look, I, I agree with that giggle. I agree with that silliness there. But I think that is at least more tenable of a concept to, to drag YouTube under the bus than just there are potentially there are bad people doing bad things on, on a platform that is open, free, and accepts anybody. Um, and we'll see that some of the accounts that they name here are going to have 2,000 subscribers. I mean, like you're, you're plucking things out to make your point. And it's like, all right, we need to we need to agree on a standard of influencing uh, here here on the platform of of something north of two thousand subscribers, right? I mean, it was a big day when my you know first channel hit two thousand subscribers. Yes, yes. But to say that I had influence at that point, like if I walk into a restaurant and I'm like, I have two thousand subscribers on my YouTube, they'll say, <laughs> great. Um, have we, you know? Tell it to the well, man. Oh, you're, yeah. out of, you're out of seats? Well, do you know I have 2,000 subscribers? It's like, no. oh, well, right this way, sir. And they lead you out. They lead you through the back door, and they slam the door behind you. And you're uh, stuck in the alley going, wait, what just happened? Yeah, it's not terribly convincing, is it? So it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we talk about lies, damn lies, statistics, that kind of thing. You can pluck from a group of that huge amount of accounts, 
whatever narrative you want. Uh, when you're a reporter, when we're going to be discussing these things, the thing I would ask for is a certain amount of uh, questioning. Well, you know, what is your process? How does this come out? Yeah. What does this represent as a drop in the pool? Um, you know, what? Talk to me about what's specifically happening here, because yeah, okay, we can all agree there's bad actors in in every single organization past X amount of size, because it's human beings and you have a free platform and that's going to happen. Um, and this seems to be advocating at the end of all things here for YouTube to be doing other things with its policies. It's a little bit unclear. So we have kind of the, the politician problem, uh, which is uh, we want you to do something. Uh, okay, what, what does that look like? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a solver. You need to do something. Um, and, you know, YouTube could easily say, okay, well, we're, we're looking at these policies. We do actually market ourselves with a certain amount of respect for freedom of expression. We don't want to go too far on that. And there is definitely laughter in the peanut gallery from everybody that's randomly banned on YouTube. And, you know, we have the words that we try not to say in a row on this. plot. So, yes, all the <laughs> laughter notwithstanding, um, you know, we don't also like to be pushed around. The other aspect of this is like I think Twitter rejects a lot of what they say, what Bot Sentinel tells them uh, almost knee jerk. He's like, you're not going to tell us how to enforce our policies, uh, dude. Um, well, and so, yeah. I mean, the other thing is I think. Twitter basically said that they looked over his work and weren't impressed. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you know, oh, you're saying there's all these problems. Well, let's look at your methods and, oh, no, this is just garbage. Yep. So. Uh, yep. No, that's so exactly I mean, right. And you always have to look at the sort of quality of advice you're getting, right? If somebody says, hey, um, you know, this person you're dating is really bad news you're going to weigh that differently if it's you know your longtime trusted friend versus the crazy guy at the bus stop who's eating his own toenails as he sits there waiting like these are diff you're going to put different amounts of weight on it and i don't think he realizes that he's at bus stop crazy person levels and the problem is the media don't seem to have clued in on it either well, and that's where we get into the incentives, right? Like I try to give the journalists the benefit of the doubt on a lot of this stuff, but you know, they, they, they're trying to get clicks too. Uh, and we'll see that kind of ironically referenced in their own article. Um, but um, let's take a look at what, this is the actual report. We're going to go through this. This is uh, entitled YouTube policy violations, how hate speech, misogyny, racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, targeted harassment, and widespread copyright infringement goes unchecked. One of those, by the way, if you're familiar with Sesame Street is not like the others. Yes. <laughs> and goes and goes to the filler aspect of this. Uh, and if we were to be cynical about this report, we might say it doesn't look like you were actually able to find enough of the really bad words you started with. So you threw in copyright infringement to no one's surprise who has ever been on YouTube ever. Content ID exists for a reason. It's because YouTube doesn't have a great mechanism for blocking it out. And so uh, they're constantly demonetizing and moving money and blocking and geofencing and things like this because you invite the public to put something up. And to the public's credit, they're not intellectual property lawyers. They yeah. see these other videos on YouTube and they say, oh, I mean, I guess that long form cinematic reaction where I sit and watch The Phantom Menace and talk over it is OK. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's not, but we have a mechanism for that. Um, and so, yeah, 
note carefully kind of the, the, the three card Monty that goes on here because it actually looks like he couldn't find enough stuff on, on the stuff that gets those headlines. But that doesn't stop him from giving these interviews to Rolling Stone and their mercurial relationship with the topic of YouTube. So, and I mean, I look at, you know, YouTube gives me like this channel copyright view where I can see some videos that have, yep. And I mean, I've got a, a whole bunch of people who've uploaded one of my videos somewhere. And, mm -hmm. you know, so far I haven't bothered sending any takedown requests because it's like, oh, you've got 96 subscribers. And actually, that guy with 96 subscribers managed to get a thousand views off one of my videos. Your content's oh, well. that good, Ian. Yeah, no. You know what? One of my favorites is they, there's a there's a couple of channels that will take like one of mine, put the title of the video like in the middle of their title, put like a put like a front and a back, and then yeah. do the, and then like do the same on their video, and it's like wow, that's a lot of that's more editing than I did. What are you <laughs> just make content? What are you doing? Uh, but uh, yeah, it's YouTube, folks. If you don't know, maybe you don't want to know. Uh, but it's it is it is a crazy place, uh, and finding out that it is a crazy place is not the awesome article that uh, Mr. Boozy might think it is. But let's look at how Rolling Stone reports on this because this isn't just on the report; they actually got Mr. Boozy to give a quote unquote exclusive interview. This is what you'll see most of the other reports reacting to uh, is this Rolling Stone interview. So let's let's discuss on YouTube. Engagement is king. Pause. I know we got one sentence in. Right. We did great. We're doing great. It's going to be a seven hour stream. Ian will be dead by the time it's over. Uh, no, uh, this pause is. It's not wrong. Uh, engagement is is how these channels survive. Folks like you in chat, tell your friends, like, subscribe, ring bells, do all that great stuff um, is part of this process because that's basically how their software works. They look and say, hey, there are six hundred and twenty three people watching this idiot. It's seven fifty six in the morning. Maybe there's something there. Uh, if you're chatting, that's great. If you're you know, clicking like buttons, that's great. If you're subscribing, that's great. They're looking for those kinds of things. Where I'm pausing this, however, is that this is Rolling Stone. Pretty well known for reaching pretty far in some of their articles, perhaps some of their investigative journalism. I don't know if anybody is familiar with any recent cases that Rolling Stone might have gotten wildly wrong. But if you are, you can think of those now. Uh, and we know that Engagement is king across anybody that's putting articles out there, whether they're op-eds or news articles or YouTube videos like this one or YouTube videos that are analyzing the latest episode of She-Hulk. You, you want to have that content. So it's not wrong. It's also a little bit ironic because it is coming from Rolling Stone. And it's like, yeah, we don't. You're writing this. You got this exclusive interview for engagement. Yeah. The platform, which thrives on its dual status as both a social media network and news space, Pays creators handsomely, question mark, we can discuss, yeah. for making I'm videos hard. that get large amounts of views and interactions from any given audience. To keep the worst out, the sheer influx of content is moderated with a series of community guidelines that are intended to make YouTube a safer community while still giving creators freedom, according to the site. Now, we're using an interesting, again, just in terms of journalism. Would you consider having guidelines to be moderated? I consider moderation to be a more active step approach. Um, that requires intervention or uh, enforcement of guidelines, not just having the guidelines themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to act, you know, moderation normally implies you're 
doing something about it. Yeah, and I think so. anybody can, you know, <laughs> anybody can post up a sign like "Keep off the grass." But if I don't actually tell, you know, chase the kids off my grass, then it's just a sign. So right. So you know, that's just interesting. We're just talking about reporting here. That's part of headlines. That's it's part of the recipe uh, on, on this channel. But it's like moderate is an interesting word there. Creators are paid handsomely. There is no doubt. There are some wildly successful creators here. Um, if I were doing this uh, in lieu of my job, my family would all die. And I love <laughs> you. I love you all. We cannot do it without support from folks like you. Check out the Utreon and the Patreon, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, if I if I were doing this for YouTube money, no, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, no, no I uh, I am not at the point of like you know. <laughs> Quitting my job, I am at the point of I very much need to work because yes. um, yeah. I got like dogs to feed and they like to eat. Yeah, they do. It's a problem. It's a problem. But a new investigation by research firm <laughs> Bot Sentinel <laughs> found at least two dozen YouTube channels with flagrant policy violations were allowed to continue posting without censure from YouTube moderators. Two Even dozen? They're still getting like paid. Yes, two dozen. Did they not stop and say, you know, how many, I wonder how many YouTube channels there are. Millions. Millions. Yeah. Like if you're writing an article on this, it's kind of important to know this. Well, and uh, the real fun part is that that two dozen number, I think the vast bulk are in that copyright infringement list, right? We're going to get there, but I think it's like yeah. 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like saying, oh, you know, there's a gram of cyanide in my water. Um, it really matters at this point if you're talking about like, you know, a water bottle, in which case you're in some real trouble. Sure. Or the Great Lakes, in which case you don't care. Like at that point, it's so dilute that nobody that it doesn't matter. So. I like Callista here yeah. saying, look, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. If he only found two dozen, he wasn't doing a good job. I tend to agree with that, right? Yeah. That's the other level of incredulity here from Rolling Stone. It's like, wait, hold on. I feel like I could go on YouTube and just randomly pluck a topic out. Just, just type in Meghan Markle, just the Royals, and, and pull up at least two dozen channels that are probably violating one or more of YouTube's amorphous and, policies. Well, I mean, those aren't even where you'd go. You just... You know, go. I don't up want to go take... to where I. I don't know. I don't want to go where you'd send me to find the real stuff, Ian. I mean, <laughs> if you want to find any of this stuff, the thing is, is he wants to find stuff that is related to people who've hired him in the past. Um, so, whereas anyone else who's like, "Hey, I want to go find hate speech," might go in and you know type in, I don't know, Jews, and just see because I bet there's you somebody on YouTube with an opinion about that that is obnoxious and horrible. Yeah, I, and I think it's definitely just name a group. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. Kelly says, give me 10 minutes and I can quadruple it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah. the nature of this thing, right? So that caused, calls into question what we're looking at vis-a-vis -vis the report. Ian posits that it's because it's related to folks that had previously hired him. It, it definitely is that, um, that in, in terms of Meghan Markle and Amber Heard. So, um, yeah. So that's, you, again, you're reading this, you're reading this at Rolling Stone and you're looking at, okay, so we're, we're, we're describing YouTube in a way where everybody's rich uh, and, and people are going to seat uh, Ian at any table, regardless of whether there's space uh, and YouTube isn't doing anything about it. Um, and, you know, we, we continue. 
In an exclusive interview, Bot Sentinel founder Christopher Boozy tells Rolling Stone that the report uncovered a pattern of unchecked hate speech, which links to Rolling Stone's hate speech category. Fair enough. <laughs> Misogyny, racism, and targeted harassment singularly focused on famous and identifiable women. The most mentioned women in the channels were Megan Dus Duchess of Sussex. That's hard to say, British friends, and actress Amber Heard, both of whom have remained extremely vocal about the long-term mental and emotional effects of targeted harassment. In a review of just five single-purpose hate channels focused entirely on Markle, Bot Sentinel estimated the channels received a combined $42,000 in monthly payments. That's a huge amount of views for, for the record in terms of a YouTube number. Since yeah. all of the videos run with advertisements, it is understood that YouTube also receives a share of the profits. First of all, they do. They definitely do. But the fact... Yeah, that's a, a real chunk. It is understood. The fact, the fact that this particular report on a specific platform like doesn't do the legwork on this and yeah. just says, yeah, we think YouTube takes a, a cut. Okay. I mean, just 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 square that circle. I yes, they do. It, it's it's in the it's it's, it's it, in their it takes, like, it takes like eight seconds to not only find out that they take a cut, but you could actually get a breakdown of what cuts they take of what particular you know things you could yeah and understand for us it's a bad deal in terms of an audit right like we just get a number <laughs> we, it's like this is we promise this is the number that's right okay <laughs> that's you know whatever your cut was whatever the baseline was whatever the ad rates were that you sold at whatever was offered to you all this stuff is like here's your number <laughs> okay all right youtube uh but yeah. yes youtube takes a share of the profit yeah, they, they definitely do. YouTube is to blame, Boozy tells Rolling Stone. A lot of these folks would not do what they're doing if YouTube was not rewarding them. This is what I call the, the 10 barge Lorenz hypothesis. <laughs> and let's be clear here. They are rewarding them. When you allow these folks to monetize this content. So, so we switched. Okay, we got to be careful to note this. Now, this is a quote. This isn't Rolling Stone. But this is YouTube is rewarding them. That's that's. That's 10 Barge and Lorenz to allow. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we've separated out the, the, the concepts because YouTube actually saying, yeah, give me more of that misogyny. That's different from we don't cut off people that don't cross a threshold. Um, right. Those are, those are two different things that you're positing smacked next to each other. When you give, I love your YouTube voice. <laughs> Want to see some candy? Yeah. It's <laughs> When you allow these folks to monetize this content and you're the company that is paying them, yeah, kind of the processor in that relationship, at the end of the day, you're pretty much facilitating the harassment, the vitriol that we're currently seeing. So rewarding them, then allowing them, and then you're facilitating it. We got, we got, like, we got to yeah. pick a standard. And uh, no, we just want we just want to put YouTube under a bucket that says they're bad. And God knows, look, folks. It'll take you two seconds to go look at virtual legality's playlist and see there's plenty of times where I've said YouTube is doing this wrong or doing that wrong, um, or these terms of service are ambiguous and this is the trouble it can get you in and what in the hell are we doing with COPPA and everything else. Um, so this is not me defending it purely because I'm a YouTuber, but I probably don't need to disclaim this separately. You will note you are watching this on YouTube. So <laughs> I do have an existing relationship with this company. Um, so that's worth noting. I do get paid. There will be a number associated with, as a for instance, this super chat. J 
Jenny's getting inky with it. These journalists' lack of self-awareness is disconcerting. They don't seem to realize they're making money off of bad faith arguments. Right? So if we wanted to be ironic, we wanted to be meta-contextual, we could say, wow, engagement is king. You're just allowing this guy to spout whatever. You're not doing the analysis we do here uh, at Hangouts and Headlines to even evaluate what is worthy of news attention. And you're getting clicks. You're selling ads. You're leading people to, uh, you know, other articles or other daily newsletters or whatever you're selling here. A lot the ads don't show up on the Internet Archive. One interesting thing about this, I don't like to use the archive for the most part, is that this was freely available yesterday. And this sometimes happens when I came in here today. It was paywalled. I, I don't know hmm. what triggers those kinds of things, um, but we're, we're looking at it here in this space um, because it was I, I looked at the whole thing yesterday and I, I try to prep the videos with links and references to what is freely available uh, so that we can all discuss it so people can read ahead if they want to. Um, and uh, this one this one got switched over over the over the day. And I don't I don't know what happens there. But you can see the basic thesis is YouTube is to blame. That's what's going to get you the coverage. So again, Chris Rebuzzi is a smart guy on this stuff, um, but the actual report isn't so much about talking about the mechanisms here, which I would have at least a little bit more respect for. Instead, it's just going to highlight people doing quote unquote bad things as determined, uh, you know, not by YouTube necessarily, not by the US government, not by God, uh, but by Christopher Buzzi. And that's where we get into problems. Like who's the arbiter of this stuff? And is, is it well, bot sentinel? I would argue no. Yeah, Ian. And I also love the, uh, you know, we get these journalists who are moralizing about, oh, these YouTubers are making money. It's like, okay, did you write that article as a charitable piece? It was, like, it was free. This, you know, was this something that you, oh, wait, I'm betting that you also get paid on this. Yep. So, and not only that, but I'm betting you also want views. So when they say, oh, you know, these YouTubers are just, you know, chasing the views, it's like, what do you think journalism has been doing for the past, I don't know, how long? Well, you and, want to get your content out there. I mean, you you, you absolutely do. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we just saw, I, I did, I, there's no reason for me to cover it here, but um, Ms. Lorenz was tweeting out that the Washington Post is hiring a social media coach for their reporters in order to help them get their unique brands and voices out to more people, uh, including under the Washington Post masthead. I was like, I don't think that's wrong necessarily. I mean, like that's the business model. Get get your voice out, get famous, um, get to be someone that people want to hear from. But yep. that's the same thing. Social media coach is the same as what, how do I make YouTube happy today? What, uh, what can I change in the editing? Do I need a second channel? All the stuff that we do here on that side of things, is reflective of what journalists do. They just don't like to think of it that way. I believe it's because we don't technically have bosses, but you all are the bosses. Believe me, we can't do any of it without you. Um, Britt Cormier, what triggers the paywall? Maybe the popularity, enough clicks while it's free and then put it behind the wall if it generates enough interest. And does NBC support harassment by paying cat? Whoo, that is a spicy meatball, Britt. Um, Kat is a very animated and passionate individual on Twitter who very much does not like me, but I want to give full credit where it's deserved. Has not blocked me. We've had a number of interactions. Uh, yeah. Neither Taylor nor Kat have blocked me. That is very different from the video game industry where if you say perhaps that wasn't a complete argument and there are other aspects to consider, you're blocked by half of gaming journalism. Um, it, is, uh, it is a wild world out there. Uh, Jenny's getting inked with it. Thank again for the super chat. Do doesn't the New York Times and Washington Post take a cut of the revenue from their articles? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Take a cut. They're evil capitalists, Jenny. They just pay salaries to their reporters. 
there, there's no there's no equitable distribution of clicks. Um, <laughs> now they might they might do bonuses, uh, but no. As a matter of fact, a lot of journalists look down on the pure kind of eat what you kill. Uh, you get paid just on what the clicks in your articles were that are a little bit more common with places like yeah, I think Forbes runs on that model where you have those paid contributors um, that are really focused on getting, uh, well, let's let's be honest, a lot of uh, quantity out there, <laughs> uh, first and foremost. Uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, Shireen says lawyers talking law would normally cost you loads, but we have a whole law tube full of lawyers. Yes, but not giving you personal legal advice is very clear. When the bar calls you, that's very clear for you to say. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Let's the, uh, <laughs> my law society basically said when I asked them about that, cause that was a question I had when I had a video is like, sure. am I opening up, opening myself up to huge liability? They're like, literally nobody could reasonably expect that they're taking personal legal advice off a of video. So you're good. Good. I'm glad to hear it because it's, it's hilarious trying to describe this job to either bar associations or insurance providers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so <clears throat> when contacted for comment, a YouTube spokesperson who has not seen the report said that the site takes these sorts of violations seriously. We're committed to rigorously enforcing these policies equally for all creators and encourage any user to flag content they believe violates our community guidelines. Speaking of bots, that might have been a robot they talked to because that is the exact sentence that I would expect YouTube to say, regardless of why you called them. Um, so... And yeah. I mean, the other thing is, if you're a content creator, you will have had the experience of having YouTube flag your videos over nothing. Yes. Um, you know, I had had videos where they're like, yeah, no, this has content that just, you know, we don't like. No, no. I yes. haven't gotten a strike for anything, but they'll demonetize something and they'll go like, oh, this is, you know, uh, this can't be shown here. I'm like but it's literally like from the news. Yep. It's unsuitable for advertisers. I don't know when advertisers decided not to uh, cover, you know, news broadcasts with ads, but apparently they have an issue on YouTube. It's because they can't trust so many of their people. And you, you try to tell YouTube, it's like, look, I'm at, uh, I'm at 600 videos in a row with no problem. You think maybe we could have just a modicum of, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to burn you YouTube, but no, um, so then we get Rolling Stone kind of parroting what we will see in the report. So this is clear, you know, Chris Rabuzzi told them some stuff and then we're just going to say it back to our readers. Under YouTube's current community guidelines, the site prohibits malicious insults focused on famous or identifiable individuals. Okay, you're, oh God. All right. I'm going to have to pull up the YouTube policy here in a second or based on people's appearances or status status. So you mean protected attributes. We'll get there. Rolling Stone like race yeah. or being a survivor of domestic abuse. So that's, that's okay. Hold on. But according to the report, channels that focus their content on reactions and opinions of Markle and Heard are often allowed to post defamatory content entirely unchecked. Defamatory. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Rolling Stone. Uh, these, these might be horrible. These might be bad things to say. They might be terrible people. That doesn't necessarily make them defamatory where you have an untruth that is otherwise a harm to reputation and is a known lie for famous folks. Others employ yeah. deceptive practices, like including thumbnails that don't correlate to a video's content in order to get past moderators. Just pro tip, the moderators don't look at your thumbnail beyond if your thumbnail is itself a content violation. Like if your thumbnail is a dick pic, they will moderate that. And that's a first appearance of that term here in Hangouts and Headlines. I appreciate it, Ian. I'm not actually even sure that it is. I know we, uh, yes, in any event. 
Um, My yeah. apologies, but no, no, you know, don't. like no. you can't put up like you know a swastika or anything like that as your sure. profile picture, um, unless it's like covering World War II and this is a, an actual historical photograph or something like that. But you know, beyond that, they don't even like they don't look at that. They just watch the video. Yeah, and, and deception here is something different, right? To me, deception is, and, and we'll see what they do with this in the report because this is where it gets a little silly. But deception is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a video to you on Star Wars, and I'm gonna put Star Wars stuff up on the thumbnail, and then the video is actually about, uh, I don't even know, uh, French politics appreciation. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like it's it's fundamentally different. If you're putting up a landscape, which is what's going to be an argument here, and it's clear that that can't possibly be this picture of a sunset can't possibly be the like the content, and the title tells you the content, give or take, you know, in, in clickbaity terms. I don't. I'm not sure that I actually view deception there. Nobody thinks that you're just going to watch a sunset. Uh, it's not called sunset video. Um, so yeah, in any event, we'll I get mean, there. I. When I started out, most of my thumbnails were basically like, here is a stock image with some text on it. And the stock image might connect to things, but sometimes it connected to things in ways I just thought were funny or, you know, like, so. That's right. You know, well, so, that's the same I do. Royalty free images. And then it's like, uh, it might even be a visual pun for, yeah. <laughs> for what the subject is. Oh, absolutely. I definitely had some visual puns and, you know, whatever else. And like you just a lot of people are just having thumbnails because that, you know, because that's your skill level. Right. And my skill is not advanced, Ian. My mind also, I mean, now I just pull up a, a, you know, a template off Canva and, you know, off you go. But uh, like what do they expect here? Yeah, right. Well, they, they, they think that that's deceptive. I, I, I will submit that YouTube is likely to disagree. Um, and speaking and of feisty Ian, spe speaking of sleepy Ian, we got feisty Papa Hogue today. It's a whole <laughs> panoply of commentary. <laughs> this nonsense needs to end, says dad. But please don't reward those who attack free speech and yet hide behind it because they are journalists. The First Amendment is for all of us. Indeed it is, father. Indeed it is. That's actually one place where people... Um, get a little get a little mistaken sometimes. Freedom of the yeah. press is not the notion that there is something called the press. Uh, it is the notion that as well as a freedom of speech, you have a freedom to put that in print in some fashion, whether that's video, um, it's otherwise in the recording, it's solid in the environment. Uh, that's what freedom of the press is to go with freedom of speech. It is not that we need to have one of those Bugs Bunny little things that says press in the hat band there. Um, and that's important. So I appreciate the super chat, dad. You don't need to super chat. I will see you. <laughs> You're like, I will see you at dinner. Come on. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, I love you, dad. Uh, at least 29 YouTube channels were allowed and allowed to monetize content that contained harmful, defamatory, and threatening language towards Markle, according to the report. So that's where we get that allegedly there. Yeah. An additional 22 channels. So actually, you know, up at about 50, posted at least 30,000 videos that made <laughs> up 80% of all negative anti-Megan titles on YouTube, like booed at Buckingham. Meg, I don't want to accidentally swear in British here. Puce? Puce uh, is a color. Okay. Puce with rage. 
as mourners screamed loudest, booed Meg back as Queen's dead. So first of all, I, you gotta you gotta respect the SEO here, right? That's that doesn't say anything. That is That's not a, a whole lot of words. <laughs> that you're like, all right, we need Buckingham, we need Meg, uh, we'd like some mourners. Uh, let's get some booze in there. <laughs> it's a lot of words, and they're not they're not cooperating with each, with each other at all. They are not. She is unwelcome. Megan can't hide despair over absence in Scotland after Queen Death report. I, I, okay, at least just based on the titles, right? You don't have to agree with this sentiment, but like, all right. I mean, that sounds like a sun headline, at least is what I've read uh, here yeah. in Hangouts and Headlines. Um, so you, I, again, we seem to be walking across the line and back and forth across the line of like, oh, that's a horrible sentiment. We should be nicer to Meghan Markle. Sure, fine. I have no problem with you having that position. And you saying that you disagree and saying something like this is bannable. I, mm. The single purpose hate channels focus solely on anti-Markle sentiments. Anti-Markle is not automatically hate. Mentioned negative and defamatory remarks towards Markle in 94%, or if you're Rolling Stone, per cat, of all their content. <laughs> According to the report, three top producing channels mentioned Markle's name at least 15,000 times in videos that have received a combined 76 million views. The thing is, is Pretty like good. defamatory? Really? They reviewed each of these videos with a lawyer to determine that it was defamatory? Because yeah, we, we need an according to the report here. R Rolling Stone forgot one, but it, it's at least surrounded by them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Rolling Stone didn't read these. Um, in comparison, Boozy says, Catherine, the Princess of Wales, is mentioned less than 3,000 times in videos discussing the royal family, and most references are overwhelmingly positive. Uh, look, um, this sounds like the complaint is is that some people are more popular than other people. It is right, like that's the issue. It's like, okay, so you've you've labeled it misogyny, you've labeled it racism, you've done these things. It is possible that someone could like, uh, is it Princess? I, British folks help me out. Is princess Kate more than is it Princess Meghan? Um, and that that's being reflective. I mean, like one of the issues that folks oh. have in the, in the 10 barge, uh, Lorenz thesis, uh, is that YouTube might be helping out that engagement, <clears throat> but it's feeding what people want to see. This is this constant kind of catch 22 of, yeah, a, a lot of people don't like Meghan Markle. Is that allowed? Um, and where does that line live? Where, where does, where do you, where are you not allowed to like? Where are you not allowed to not like Meghan Markle in a specific way? Um, Let's and, do Prince yeah. Andrew next. Sure. I wonder if he's got a lot of positive coverage on YouTube or if there's maybe more commentary that is negative. And I right. wonder why and, that could be. Right. Like, and, and Prince Andrew, of course, is, is uh, one of those things that is uh, was in our earlier videos this week talking about police actions in the UK. Um, so it's... Yeah, it, it's it's kind of skipping. It's it's what we might call stealing a rhetorical base of if you have this content, it must be defamatory. It must be hateful. It could just be negative. And you don't have to like that. You, you, you can say, hey, YouTube's too negative of a space or they're treating Meghan Markle unfairly or all of these kinds of things. But what you've posited in your report is that something must be done. And I don't know that you've made your case yet. In fact, I know that you haven't. Um, yeah. And so we're going to continue with this interview. But we have to be very careful because we want people to be able to express unpopular opinions and to discuss their merits or lack thereof in an open environment. Reasonable minds can differ, folks. Stickers available in the store soon. Put them everywhere. <laughs>
I got to get some roll of law magnets made too. Oh, we'll do it. We will do it. The story is going up very, very, very shortly. I know I've said that for about two months. As it turns out, the state of Michigan just really didn't want their tax money. And it took them a little while to get us a sales tax license. Uh, Nicholas Starro says, watch Ian's video. Please do. This is a great segue, actually. Ian got a video up before me while I was sleeping because Ian doesn't <laughs> sleep. He might be a robot like Rob. And check out his video. It's at Runkle of the Bailey, right? It's at your main channel? Yes. Okay. Check out Ian's video after this one. You're going to get some great stuff. It's the one with the picture of the clown. Uh, if I, I actually have, that, yeah, I have two with pictures of clowns, but this oh, is sorry. the most recent one with, the a, picture recent one with a picture <laughs> of a clown. It's one of Ian's go-to moves, putting a picture of a clown up. If I use that method of quotation in my negotiations, we'll see. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, Nicholas. I not only <laughs> would lose face, I'd lose work. Oh, I, you'd, get, you'd get probably a bar discussion if we tried to quote like this report quotes. Uh, we, there were people in the uh, comments, and I, I don't know you know, who these people are, but they were going like, oh, what happens if you tried this in court? And I'm going, if I tried this in court because the other side quoted like this, um, I would just have to mention that this happened and then sit down and enjoy the show. Because the judge would take over and the judge would rip people a new one. Mm -hmm. Judges this do that. This is not something you could get away with, uh, you know, in it. Like, so, yeah, I'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will. We will. We're not even through the article yet, folks, but I'm having a lot of fun. And thank you, Ian, for coming this morning. Oh, um, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. This one, I was like, <laughs> I gotta be there. Cashing in. Been on one of these cashing in on the public's morbid fascination with the Johnny Depp trial. Okay, the public is also to blame for being interested in this case. Yes, one, one creator made over 128 videos making hurtful comments about Hurd's body and defamatory claims about her testimony. You gotta, you have to enjoy this, uh, Ouroboros here. You're, you're in a defamation case. Where at the end of the day, you still have articles going out, essentially just ignoring the jury's verdict. And then you say there are defamatory claims about the claims made that were actually held basically to be defamatory in themselves. Unpack that, folks. Within the videos, Heard's name was mentioned over 6,000 times, according to the report. Another YouTuber, and here we start to get into things. As I understand it, this another YouTuber, we're going to look at this as private now. It's actually not going to go through the archive, I don't think. Um, is uh, okay. So this is this is Trevor Colt. You'll see this referenced a lot. Eighty thousand subscribers. Again, I, it is marginally I, influencer. I, whatever you want to describe these people as, um, but they they are going to actually use in the Rolling Stone. They're going to target specific channels, um, which is kind of odd to link to these directly. They do don't link directly in these in these videos. Uh, continually posts policy-violating threats against Markle and has yet to be removed uh, from the site. In one live video, the YouTuber expressed his belief that Markle deserves to be strangled to death. And we'll see a kind of image in the report on this. Um, and said as recently as Monday that Markle and her husband, Prince Harry, should both be shot at dawn. Now, this is not the kind of rhetoric I like to use. In fact, you'll never hear me use anything remotely like this. Uh, it also isn't, at least as described in Rolling Stone, what we would consider a, a true threat. This is what is that kind of heightened, that that person should be shot kind of talk. Um, and I, I don't love that. 
you've been here in virtual reality for a while now, most of you, I would guess, um, and 900 of you. Uh, and I would say that um, I, I don't think it's the best way to communicate your ideas. I don't think it's the best way to actually have these conversations. Heck, a number of fellow lawyers on YouTube get to places, and you've heard me say this here in, in virtual legality, uh, that I'm uncomfortable with. It's not what I like in terms of rhetoric. And I, if I were in that uh, room, I would probably you know, try to get things, the temperature in the room toned down a little bit. But we have to be very careful about whether or not that is kind of the thing that is either actionable or that we want action on. Um, and I think it depends on volume. It depends on frequency. It depends on context. And context is one of the things uh, that we know and we will see this report is playing fast and loose with, with at least one prominent example that Ian went into at great length while I was sleeping, as best I can tell. So we'll get to I it. Mean, it wasn't yeah. anything, you know, I wasn't trying to like scoop you or anything. Oh. I was just going, no, no, no. No, gotta no. Make a video on this. no, it was awesome to see, you know, I wake up, I got my video ready. I get, I get my research going. We got, uh, I think we got Rob in here as well. Uh, gotta love Rolling Stone preaching for the purge of defamatory content. Please Rolling Stone define defamation because by now you should know the definition Virginia case. Oops. That stung, didn't it? See, I wasn't even going to use the name of the university, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rolling Stone has had a somewhat tumultuous relationship with truth, veracity, and investigative reporting. That is no doubt the case. Good morning, Rob, by the way. And I, I just skipped to him because I saw him. I did catch the other Super Chats. We will get to them in just a second, I promise. I want to get through this article or else we're never, ever getting done. Uh, and I do have a 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's an outside window. I don't think we'll hit it, but who knows? Um, uh, let's see. Where do we leave off here? Uh, Boozy tells Rolling Stone that he personally reported the videos multiple times to both YouTube and an individual at Google. What is this? What What is what is this? I called my friend who works at Google. I don't, that's interesting. But the videos and have like, remained up. Which individual are we talking about? Is this like some random, like, is he in custodial or like? I, it's, it's just funny that, you know, you want to talk about connections. I don't have an individual at Google to contact. I, I, I don't have, I don't have a buddy uh, that I can go around the horn. It says he, he used the normal method to report them himself and nothing happened, which is suggestive of a certain uh, disagreement <laughs> between between the platform and himself on this. And then he also tried to go the personal route, which we have seen have some success in, in certain important areas. So we did a video on you know New York University getting struck for copyright infringement while doing a class on copyright infringement. Uh, and explaining how it works. And they were able to go through their friends at Google to, to get out of the uh, kind of Byzantine uh, black box set of uh, robot emails that you get about, we know this is disappointing, but you're a bad person. Uh, less than an hour after a request for comment on multiple specific videos, YouTube pulled at least two videos down for violating the site's policy on harassment and bullying. So at least, I guess to his credit, the notion here is that Rolling Stone gets these video addresses, says, YouTube, why are these things still up? We don't actually know what the level of list was that was sent over. I'm guessing it was more than two. Um, and then YouTube responded by pulling down two videos. Upon review, we removed two videos shared by Rolling Stone for violating our harassment and cyberbullying policies, which prohibit targeting an individual with threats or prolonged and malicious insults based on protected attributes. The YouTube spokesperson said, adding that they were still reviewing two additional videos. So I guess the total list was four. So 50-50. It's all right in baseball. Flagged by Rolling Stone and said they will take appropriate action if the content violates community guidelines. Either close questions or like, nah. 
but we're not going to say no right here. Uh, the report also detailed what it called egregious cases of copyright infringement and plagiarism from anti-Marco and royal family-focused YouTube channels. More on this in just a second. According to the report, at least 22 channels published thousands of videos made by converting news articles to audio with text-to-speech tools. The majority of the 34,000 videos did not credit the articles or news organizations they were taken from. The videos received over 441 million views. Why should this matter to the average person? According to Boozy, Rolling Stone's not even willing to stand behind this, a lack of follow-through with YouTube content moderation only puts the average person in more danger. Danger. Oh, that's that's an interesting kind of claim. In addition yeah. to these videos pushing a narrative of racism and misogyny that could tr twist a viewer's worldview, did, did we did we see anything that was specifically well? Did we see anything at least in this article that was listed as racist specifically? I, I would I would suppose that's just a if you're against Meghan Markle kind of concept at least as presented. Um. And I think that in the actual report, they make some allegations along those okay. lines. We'll get there then. We'll get there yeah. then. Um, could twist viewers world. Hey, look, I'm going to say this to you. Parents, I don't recommend uh, raising your kids on YouTube. Adults, I don't recommend taking all your information from YouTube. Even if it's just me. Even if you're just saying, I only do hangouts and headlines. Get out there. Other people are going to disagree with me. Um, yep. And 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 get, get as much information as possible. This is about more and better information for you to make the decisions yourself. Because yes, broadly, taking your information from any one source, and that can be YouTube, that can be the New York Times, is a way that you could have your worldview twisted uh, because you're putting all of the secondary analysis into another person's hands. And in my opinion, that's no way to live life. So you're not going to hear that from me. Don't, don't just only watch Hangouts and Headlines. Don't just only hang out with Rick Hogue. Don't just only hang out at Runkle of the Bailey. Sorry, Ian. Uh, <laughs> but I go, to get other, I mean go get other views. Uh, Boozy believes unchecked policy means a higher likelihood of targeted harassment towards all people like journalists or private individuals in releasing. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. The average person, like the average private citizen does not need to worry about being harassed on YouTube because nobody cares that like until I started being known, nobody harassed me because nobody knew who I was like. <laughs> It's the only not exception. <clears throat> the only exception I will say to that, Ian, is that I do find uh, not problematic exactly, but a, a, a breach of decorum. The folks that will take like a uh, like an airport lounge uh, phone video and like take it of people in public, oh, but, yeah. but that are not otherwise public figures, and like make a video about how stupid they are, or their argument, or you know their fat butt, or whatever. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I, I suppose I can give credence to if we all just become hate mongering evil folks because of the YouTube algorithm, that that'll happen more and more often. I, it seems untenable and unlikely to me, but there is at least a, a, a crack. There's at least a small bit of light in the cave wall that I, I, I can see that argument. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in re in releasing the report, Boozy tells Rolling Stone, he's not trying to target free speech. Um, Pro tip, whenever you have to put a sentence in that explains how you're not targeting free speech, reflect on what you're doing <laughs> and, and what you're reporting on, because chances are that means it's a reasonable, a reasonable person could look at it as an attack on free speech. Um, and uh, it is. <laughs> he just wants YouTube to enforce its own policies, which may or may not be congruent with notions of free speech, by the way. I think a platform as big as YouTube with the billions of views they have a responsibility now. The law might disagree. 
Yeah. You know, this is not 1999. This is not the early days of the internet. It is modern year. A lot of folks consume their news on these platforms. And whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, they have a responsibility now to protect their users from some of this toxic stuff that's been put out there. And if they're not willing to do that, we need legislation to push them in that direction. We're just one notch south of Anakin Skywalker talking to Padme and say, well, if they don't agree, they should be made to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But here's the problem. Whether it's legislature, whether it's Chris Boozy, whether it's YouTube, define toxic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Um, because YouTube might be might be painting with too narrow of a brush. I'm willing to grant that. Um, but the alternative sounds, as you describe it, worse. Uh, some outside party deciding what I should be allowed to listen to because otherwise it will radicalize me. Uh, otherwise, I it will twist my worldview. Uh, and then it becomes who watches the watchers, right? Because who's deciding on what worldview is acceptable? Uh, oh, is I know who he thinks should be deciding. Yes, yeah. that's exactly who he thinks should be deciding. Right. Well, I don't think we're comfortable with the Department of Christopher Boozy deciding on what information we're allowed to take. <laughs> um, oh, so it would be the Ministry of Christopher Boozy. Oh, sure. Okay. Apologies. Apologies. Yes. And then you get some links out to Bot Sentinel. If you aren't familiar with this, they do uh, name and shame uh, Twitter users and others. They might be branching into YouTube users so that you can just add them to an automated block list and just never think of who Christopher Boozy doesn't want you to think of, which. I mean, okay, if you're okay giving up, again, that judgment to a, a person that uh, has created a company that has a robot as a logo and is otherwise giving interviews like this, then that's up to you. Um, but I would argue that I personally wouldn't want to give that authority up to anybody uh, or to otherwise yield that. We also have Bot Sentinel on Twitter, again, with the little robot, again, with the with almost 200,000 followers, including Phil Spencer of Xbox. That's interesting. Um, and we have him fighting with somebody. I, mean, I don't know who this, this, this guy must be a real a-hole. Read the entire transcript, Ian. Yeah, I mean, who trusts Ian's? Each sentence was quoted. That is not a misquote. Oh, this, there's, some, there's some drama here, folks. We're going to have to get to this. In the zip file included with the report, we included the timestamps for each sentence. You were acting as if he was taking out of context. He clearly wasn't. Try harder. Ooh, we got the old try harder. Woo. Ooh, yeah. This is uh, internet big boy talk. Yeah. Ian, this isn't you, is it, Ian? It might be. Oh, my goodness. He's responding to our own Ian Runkle of Runkle of the Bailey. Check him out. Like, subscribe. If only to send a message that you support independent content creators thinking independently. But let's go and look at this a little bit further because we've got a report to read. YouTube policy oh, yes. violations. Report September 13th, 2022. Table of contents. We've got the way he did this exactly with Twitter. So we know what we're getting, except... We have pages for specific YouTubers, two yeah. of them. Things two. get weird, right? Because again, you're, you're, making, you're making a scientific type claim. And that is that YouTube is compromised as a platform. Yeah. That requires a certain amount of what we might describe as rigor. All right, we have to establish that this is what a good functioning YouTube would look like. This is the number of bad actors. This is whether it's a drop in the pond, a drop in the ocean, or a drop in that water bottle, like you said, Ian. And... If you think any of that homework is going to be done, you are wrong. Um, this, this is this is finding essentially two people that uh, this author thinks are bad, and we're not going to discount that. All right, 
He is welcome to think they're bad. You are welcome to agree with him on their badness. But that does not an overall hate speech, misogyny, racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, target harassment, widespread copyright infringement, going unchecked hypothesis yield. It just (laughs) means that there are potentially uh, some bad apples. And you might even disagree with whether those apples or not are bad and whether you think YouTube should be the inspector proper going and checking on the apples and throwing out what apples you are not permitted to even check for yourself. That's what we're really talking about. Uh, We got key findings here. Flagrant platform policy violations went unchecked. Woo! Flagrant. A YouTuber who repeatedly threatened violence, including uh, suggesting Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex, should be strangled to death, wasn't removed from the platform. So we're, again, threatened violence is a specific kind of concept we're going to have to look at. A popular channel helped foster misogynistic and dehumanizing opinions towards women. All women? A woman? We'll get there. And YouTube's algorithms helped promote the channel. Multiple channels with millions of views were dedicated to publishing malicious and defamatory content about Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Is it? So I don't know this. You know, in trademark law, uh, you really hate it when like the movie studios and whatnot put the really big names with the subtitles and mandate that you say it in the press releases, in your articles, and you have to do the whole thing. Um, is it a requirement, British friends, to am, am I should I be saying Duchess of Sussex every time I say Meghan Markle? Uh, is it entirely necessary to say the, the full thing? Um, because I don't, it seems interesting. An average of 94.7% of the videos available were about the Duchess. About the Duchess? I mean, okay. I, it's a popular topic. A network of 22 channels was monetizing content taken from numerous news outlets. Over 34,000 videos contained articles taken from news outlets and read verbatim without crediting the source. Sounds bad. Also sounds like the kind of thing you can see on YouTube. The 22 channels received a combined 441 million views. Okay, this is their key findings page. This is, when you write a report, this is as far as you think the reporters are going to get. Okay, you you put it in bullet points so that this can be used. This is what you're targeting. And this is a raw assertion to start out with. Usually you put this like last after you establish what the hell you're talking about. And then it's a YouTuber, a channel, something about folks talking about Meghan Markle. You claim they're malicious and defamatory, and then you put a number here, and then copyright infringement. Those are your key findings. That's what we're reacting to. I, yeah. just, just close up shop. It's all a waste of time, Ian. But let's instead read. <laughs> you can download this, as I have, so that I can present it to you uh, in picture form. In February 2022, Bot Sentinel published a report that included findings about YouTube channels targeting Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. I think it's mandatory. It must be law. So <laughs> we expanded our investigation to determine whether policy violations were prevalent on the platform. This is like one of those uh, like scientific American articles where it's like uh, people found, uh, we, we found that people need and desire water when thirsty. It's like, yes. Okay. There are policy violations across every social media platform. Uh, we reviewed 29 YouTube channels and analyzed over 35,000 transcripts. Oh, that's a lot. That's you're putting the work in. You're doing the shoe leather, right? Using machine oh. learning and artificial intelligence. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. You asked the bots. I thought you were a sentinel of the bots, Chris. No, you no, he, the- he started that, but then he changed it to say that now it is a bot that is a sentinel. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Bot so, sentinel. Is which where does the preposition go? Right. The yeah, bots were good all along. It's just so funny, right? It's like, okay, machine learning on the transcripts. 
really? I mean, that kind of thing could result in stupid things like, oh, I don't know, a reference to Johnny Depp coming across as dip. I things that would be really nobody weird. Nobody would ever do that. that would be weird, right? No, nobody would do that. That would be odd. That would be odd. We also manually reviewed nearly two dozen channels suspected of copyright infringement. Okay. Again, all right, we're getting important information here. We gave the bots the transcripts to 29 YouTube channels. We manually reviewed for copyright infringement. Honestly, copyright infringement is the one that's easier for the bots to handle. <laughs> it's just the same words. Like what you're going to accuse them of is reading news articles. Um, that, yeah, that's the kind of thing that machine learning I think could really work on. Trying to figure out what's toxic is perhaps not the, the bot's best highest use case, right? I think we've all seen the articles from whenever Microsoft or Amazon or Google or whoever tries to put a bot out into the world. And it's like time to becoming a virulent racist uh, <laughs> robot is, is like very, very short because these robots take the input into account uh, and, and, and figure out what people are responding to. Um, we asked so, Skynet to uh, to determine what's best for people. That's right. Skynet, <laughs> not terribly enthused about any of our communications. Uh, each of the 29 YouTube channels we reviewed contained multiple policy violations. And, and I suspect this is true. I do, however, want to warn people, like if you go and you read through like one of these, right? If we, if we look at the harassment and cyberbullying policies, and we see this is going to come up. They're going to accuse YouTube of not enforcing it uh, well enough. We, we will see that... These are written very broadly, very ambiguously. And we've talked about that in this space. That is normal for a corporation to do uh, because uh, violation of a law, violation of a guideline, violation of a rule is where their power lives. They are only supposed to be able to act if you breach one of these lines. So they make the lines uh, in the eye of the beholder, especially in their particular eye. They are beholding that eye. Um, and so uh, when... When these things are violated, it's a little bit like that uh, you violate three laws a day kind of concept. I am positive that a person motivated to do something about this channel, hi, Chris, um, could potentially look at this conversation and try to frame it as attacking someone, right? I've said Chris's name a number of times, uh, and I've tried to say it respectfully, and I'm disagreeing with the actual subject matter of his content, not him as a person. Ad hominems aren't welcome here against anybody. Uh, in virtual legality, but you could say, oh, well, um, this is this is going after him in some way or, or otherwise looking at some of this language here and trying to figure out what YouTube means when it talks about maliciousness, right? Don't post content on YouTube if it fits any of the descriptions noted below. So here are the specific harassment rules. Content that features prolonged, just as lawyers here, we're going to keep count of the things that are ambiguous. Prolonged, hmm? name calling or malicious insults such as racial slurs. So that's trying to put context around that concept based on someone's intrinsic attributes. Now, intrinsic attributes is a little bit of a, a fight, but it's probably things like at least physical appearance, uh, membership in what they will describe as, I believe, a, a protected class uh, like the Civil Rights Act here in the United States. Um, is your political affiliation intrinsic? I would say no, but I don't know. Um, these attributes include their protected group status, physical attributes, or their status as a survivor of sexual assault, non-consensual, intimate imagery distribution, domestic abuse, child abuse, and more. I'm not entirely sure when YouTube allows intimate imagery distribution of any kind, but here we go. We got kind of cross-overlapping guidelines. 
Content uploaded with the intent to shame, deceive, or insult. Clearly, that's not banned on YouTube. You might be saying, oh, of a minor, right? YouTube's totally fine with shaming, deceiving, and insulting, just not to a minor. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. So you've got YouTube deciding on things of what's prolonged, what's malicious, what's intrinsic. You've got whether or not someone's a minor, which is at least going to vary by jurisdiction. And then you've got exceptions to those, including exceptions for things like discussions of topical issues involving uh, concerning individuals who have positions of power. Hmm. I mean, we know that Meghan Markle is the Duchess of Sussex. I can't actually forget it now, having said it seven times, just reading through what's out there. We know that at least one of these people that we're being discussed can get a Washington Post op-ed written with seemingly no difficulty at all. Ian, could you do that? I can't do that. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I don't know that I can get a, uh, you know, a Craigslist post written without, uh, <laughs> without some difficulty. Right, right, right. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly topical. What are the Royals? What is a monarchy? What does that marriage mean? What is the relationship between those things? Um, that's an like exception. That. It's listed right mm -hmm. here. I don't know. It gets, it gets confusing. And I'm not, that's not to say Mr. Boozy is wrong. That is to say that YouTube has written these as we would expect YouTube to do in a way that allows them to pick when there's a problem. And that's, I think, fundamentally one of the problems that Bot Sentinel has in its thesis, which is YouTube's not enforcing its policies. I would argue that they maybe are. And those policies are just wind. For example, the Trevor Colt MC channel. And I... I this one's tricky for me because it's like, okay, you think you found examples. I want to see receipts. I've talked about that in this space a lot. So that that's kind of good. This seems targeted. I mean, when you're only using two channels to have this conversation and it's, and it's Trevor Colt and Umbrella Guy, it certainly comes across to, to me as what, right up against the line of like, this is harassing them. You are going out in public and saying these things. You are saying he's engaged in threats of violence, racism, transphobia, and other policy violations. And, and you'll put up screenshots. Uh, but if I were in their shoes, I, you've got to be very careful about this kind of stuff. And I think it feels this should be a. This is the kind of thing you have a conversation with a lawyer about. I would hope. I would hope that they did. Because there's risk to that. Yeah. This is called out specifically the channel by name. We saw it has 80,000 subscribers. That's less than here. Right. Um, and so. I think you have to be very careful with these things. I also think it makes your report a little bit uh, less uh, less credible, uh, that it starts to look like an attack piece um, rather than something that is focused on the overall problem. It starts to look like you have an issue with specific individuals and that this is a revenge play type thing. Uh, and I don't think that's the way you want to be considering any of this. Um, but I'm not him. And it's not it's not like wrong, wrong. I just don't think it does a great deal of work for your rhetoric here. We're glad uh, you're not him. <laughs> uh, despite the many policy violations, which again is their assertion, YouTube didn't terminate the account after multiple reports. That to me actually speaks of a disagreement. And as we have talked about, the platform is the final arbiter of these things. We can discuss, discuss whether that's okay or not, but hey, they are. We identified YouTube channels predominantly focused on publishing malicious and defamatory videos, as decided by me, about Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Mandatory drink. We discovered that an average of 94.7% of the videos contain malicious and defamatory content about the Duchess. Uh, well, you you identified channels that you determined were malicious and defamatory, and then 
determined that they were malicious and defamatory. We might have a little bit of, again, an Ouroboros here. Uh, and YouTube monetized each channel. One channel in particular mentioned Meghan Markle a shocking okay, 6,225 times. YouTube awarded that channel with the Silver Creator Award for reaching 100,000 subscribers. It's kind of automatic. What do anybody who gets 100,000 subscribers? Like, <laughs> YouTube took special note of this person. Uh, I, I should have brought out my silver uh, play button. Just put it. Just put it there. It's like, hey, look, I'm YouTube is YouTube has had issues with me. They 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 they, they suppressed every time I use the word YouTube. Uh, we uncovered a network of 22 YouTube channels using text-to-speech translation and voice actors to read news articles verbatim without attribution to the news outlets. How do you know it's text-to-speech and voice actors? Uh, different videos? Okay. The I guess they've got different videos. <laughs> I was like, I guess you could translate it and then voice act translations. Anyway, uh, the 22 channels received a combined 441 million views. YouTube policy violations were commonplace, and YouTube allowed channels like Trevor Colt MC to operate unchecked for over 11 years. In some cases, the policy violations were so flagrant, it seems implausible to assume YouTube wasn't aware of some of the violations. This report will illustrate how egregious YouTube policy violations go unpunished and how YouTube rewards YouTubers who repeatedly violate its policies. It will show how numerous YouTube channels plagiarize articles from news outlets and monetize that content. It won't show those things. Yeah. It will name them. Um, so it this will. is... Yeah, it'll accuse, but it won't actually show us anything. Yeah, we, we won't. You can't. Uh, it can't show us how YouTube is doing this or what it responds to. It just. It just has screenshots. So this is Trevor, and again, this starts to sound like a high school newsletter that's being passed around to uh, to talk about that uh, weird guy in the corner, um, and yeah. not a report that is being otherwise exclusively interviewed for by Rolling Stone. Trevor's YouTube channel is one of the most toxic channels we have reviewed when compiling this report. Trevor's channel is brimming with threats of violence, racism, transphobia, misogyny, and xenophobia. In one video, Trevor stated, Germans aren't good people. YouTube, I'm quoting for newsworthiness. Don't <laughs> give a blank what anyone says. Trevor's videos have received nearly 18 million views, and YouTube allows Trevor to monetize his channel. Your example, your go-to here isn't... So again, we go back to the definitions, right? What are we concerned about if we're YouTube? We are really concerned about malicious insults such as racial slurs. Um, I'm not saying, I, I, hey, we have a German Hogue fan club here. We have a lot of folks in Germany. I wouldn't say this thing, but your go-to example is Germans aren't good people. That's not a malicious insult. I mean, like, it's an insult, um, it doesn't use a slur. It doesn't uh, go uh, past that. And we're going to have all these quotes here. And there's going to be some stuff that is, you know, you're not going to like. I don't like. Um, but again, we're looking for extreme, prolonged, malicious, uh, intrinsic attributes. So uh, examples of reasons this guy should get banned or otherwise punished by YouTube. I don't like diversity and I don't believe in equality. Okay, I, I would talk to you about those things and, and why I disagree. That's a stance. Okay. It's I'm an getting, opinion. It's I'm getting annoyed at BLM. Okay. But. Again, I, so these are your examples. Your go-tos are, are non-malicious insults and I would say uh, unpopular opinions. Um, and you're going to go to the Rolling Stone and you're going to say, I am not trying to curb free speech. At the start here, just looking at this, you've targeted one individual, one individual channel with things we don't have to agree with, but that are not 
otherwise the things that look to violate YouTube's policies on the top. And again, you, you always want to go with your strongest foot first. I, I don't see it yet. Then we get weird blanks. Blank stabbed them to death, and I don't give a blank who shares this video. Video. I suppose that's just a extra expletive, probably. Um, and then we've got one on on women's rights. Um, and again, it's all it's all kind of of the same things that might seem extreme, things that you don't like, things that you disagree with, potentially or agree with, but things that might bother you and not rising to that level in particular. Trevor doesn't restrict his toxic rhetoric to his YouTube channel. He is a frequent guest on multiple channels where he contributes to violate YouTube policies. In a video titled uh, Live Real Talk with Ems and Trev, 7 p.m. UK time, giving us the heading so we can just go direct ourselves there, I suppose. Trevor mocks Meghan Markle's children and claims one has a, I am going to assume, expletive eye defect. Again, if you are making a claim like this, the blanks, while good decorum, you probably don't want to use. I, it's it's a little bit harder to see exactly what they're saying there. We're going to assume that these least, are expletives. You at least want to put like the first letter. So people yeah, know. give me the F star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's not on any of the photographs and, and then yes. Right. So this is, uh, this is shaming a minor probably, although we won't necessarily see this report, like actually go and use that, <laughs> use that provision, uh, in, in the harassment. Um, the strength, here's your strangle to death. Uh, it's, that's not really a sentence. So we're, it's unclear exactly if that sounds like that. Um, you can't have transgender rights. Okay. So that's again, not an insult but it is a stance that you definitely don't have to agree with. Uh, transgender's freaks. Uh, sidekick is a expletive transgender. So this is, this, is bad, this is bad talk. You don't have to agree with it. You can see people getting upset at this. Does this rise to the level of you know, harassment? This isn't targeted at a specific individual. Uh, it's, start, it's targeted at a group. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and go to bat and die on the hill for this dude. <laughs> All right. Oh, but these are the exact. No, exactly. This is. But but when we're talking about YouTube must do something, YouTube as a platform is broken, that kind of thing. You pick out one guy. Honestly, back to the comments we talked about before, I feel like I could do better than this. I feel like if this is the point I wanted to make, I can find crazier people saying crazier things. So this particular person being used is just kind of odd. I would want to dig into that. Um, and again, we have to decide whether, you know, we're an adult community, whether YouTube is allowed to have stuff like that, where you can dispose of it, where you can react, where you can say, here's why this guy's a moron. Here's why this is wrong. Here's why this guy's an idiot. Or whether you shouldn't ever be permitted to even see anything like that. And the risk, of course, with that approach is that you never get to see anything that YouTube or the hall monitors or Chris Boozies of the world don't want you to see. And then where is the non-crazy guy, right? Because you never saw them because they decided that it was uncouth and that they didn't want you to see that particular take or information. So mm, mm, freedom of expression, folks, it's important. And we got to be very, very careful with it. Which brings us to Tug, that umbrella guy. Misogynistic and anti-feminist content was readily available on the platform. Raw assertion, we're only using two examples here. One such channel, That Umbrella Guy, helped foster misogynistic and dehumanizing opinions towards women. Women on the whole? I don't know. Again, I don't follow his content. His latest victim is Amber Heard, and he published 128 videos about the actress. Probably about, so, the, tri probably about the trial, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, 
implying that there's like more than one, but I don't, I'm not aware of what else he's covered. I like, I don't, he was a video game guy, right? I mean, umbrella guy and the resident evil logo suggests he's a video game guy. Am I wrong on this? I don't know. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, you're a tug fan. I'm like, I don't even I've never been to his channel ever. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I just haven't. So, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch YouTube videos no, anymore. That's the funny thing, isn't it? People are always like, did you see this? Did you see this? I'm like, no, what did Ian say? <laughs> it's like, it's all these creators I used to follow. And now I just don't have time because I'm making my own videos and it yeah. takes. So, yeah. you know, I barely get to play a lot of the video games I like because I'm just like, well, um, better do some, you know. Well, like me, like me, you're a you're a, you're a pra you're a practicing lawyer. You're a content creator. You got to have some family time in there at some point. Uh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's basically like, hey, I've got two full time jobs, and then also, um, I was gonna say I got to sleep, but we see how that's going. You don't you don't have to sleep. <laughs> when we analyzed the transcripts, remember the robots did this. We discovered that umbrella guy mentioned Amber Heard over 6,100 times uh, in 128 videos. What is that? Is that like 60 ago? Um, and here are the quotes. YouTube, again, quoted for newsworthiness, just for future personal moderation, just hi. Uh, <laughs> she's got those psycho eyes. She looks crazy. She looks crazy, man dip. If that sounded weird, it is. Hang on. <laughs> she's a nut. She's, she's disgusting. Quote balloon. Quote at the front, quote at the end. Like a telltale game, you'll want to remember that. Oh, yeah. Amber, I got Amber, thoughts on this. Amber, your lips are gross. I don't know, to be honest, what it looks like. I mean, if we're, oh, gross, I don't want to see her gross hair. It's kind of close to some of the examples they give. YouTube kind of highlights some of these types of things. Again, we're looking for maliciousness. So they've got, look at this creature's teeth. They're so disgusting. Question is, is it calling them a creature that makes it malicious? YouTube, very unclear on any of this stuff, right? It seemed to be because they also go on and talk about, look at, you know, this dog of a woman, you know, yep. and sort of, they seem to put a very high premium on this issue of denying people's fundamental humanity. Yes. And, you know, that is something that's often talked about when we look at, like, Canada has hate speech legislation. And, you know, if I go and I say, hey, um, this specific person is ugly, not a problem. Okay. But if I go and start, you know, referencing things and connecting it to like racial stereotypes, then we get into a problem. And if you start talking about a particular, you know, religious group, say, and you say they, you know, I don't like these people, not a problem in terms of hate speech. But if you start saying these people are insects or vermin and yeah. they need to be, you know, like that's where the law starts to go. Um, maybe because that's the point where you, st I mean, the natural sort of next step after calling people vermin is, well, what do we do with vermin? Right. That Once you deny their humanity, that's, that's the this, this slope. No, I, yeah. And I can see that. And, and it's, this is the entire problem with the way YouTube does this is that they kind of put this broad language that I said, we, we're not YouTube. They have a number of different definitions they could use. And then they try to hit it with examples. And then the question is like, okay, 
if if you say that it is this creature's teeth, if we say look at this woman's teeth, they're so disgusting, are we is that allowed now? I mean, it would be useful to have this kind of point counterpoint in these kinds of things, but you can see they use creature, they use look at this dog. They they say in this particular one about membership in a protected group, they have they they elevate it to <clears throat> parenthetical slur targeting group uh, and not just um, you know uh, perhaps the nationality as said as a nationality. Um, and so YouTube does seem to be more concerned with that dehumanization approach than anything else. Um, and so, yeah, you know, this is talking about it as a person and says, you know, I, I, I have an issue with them. Uh, burn it to the ground, like I said. Again, that yeah. tr true threats. I mean, we, we, we have to talk about rhetoric and what's allowed and what's not allowed there. Um, oh, we'll get to this one. Okay. This one's got some interesting aspects. Cause oh, good, because Ian has gone through this stuff, and he's going to have a lot of good stuff to say about this specifically. I think that's the herpes. I think that's the you-know-what. We'll get herpes for you and your friends. Um, and that's uh, okay. Uh, it's it, it's unclear. All right, so we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to do this right now, because this is Umbrella Guy. We've got a lot on this. Ian, do you want to set the stage for like what has happened with this? Because this is what so Umbrella Guy goes out with. Uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. So umbrella guy posts this and basically says, Hey, um, he puts this in as a quote and it doesn't appear that it's a quote because here's the portion of the video. And I watched the portion of the video and I went, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other, other text in there. That's weird. Yeah. It goes through uh, like halfway, give or take here at the top. And by the way, man dip is big tell. That's why I highlighted it. Because it's this is essentially she looks crazy, period. And then it's like, man, Depp, uh, like Johnny Depp, as in like, I can't believe you went out with this lady, man, Depp. Um, yeah. And the, the robots get it wrong, both the YouTube robots and then the analyzing robots. And then well, you want to talk the about the level of reporting here. He doesn't even look at that and say, huh, man, Depp, huh? <laughs> this is like one of his showpiece quotes, right? Yep. You would think that you'd go and check that yeah like the thing is is that those transcripts i can edit those like uh -huh. i can edit the youtube transcript so i could put it in and just put in something in there that is wildly different than my video and you know what it might be fun to do that because i bet boozy is going through my videos right now so I could put in something there that's just like wild and he'd be like, oh, this is in his video. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you just add another one later on past where he would have stopped. That just says, that was be, for you, Chris. It's just going to be entirely man dip <laughs> references in my... And the only reason I, you know, the only reason I'm not going to do that is because I actually have a few followers who are members of the deaf community. And yeah. they rely on that stuff. So I'm not going to mess with this. But, like, you can see the stuff that those people deal with because they, you know, they get these transcripts that are machine generated. And as it turns out, a bot is not necessarily the greatest at evaluating content. Oh, whoops. But, I mean, he clearly didn't even check this. It's not Mandip. Like, no, it's and it's obvious. Like it, it's very clear. Like you look at this clip, and it's there's a yeah. there's a period here, and then it's this this kind of thesis is um, umbrella guy essentially saying, you know, it, she looks crazy, and I you know I can't believe man Depp, 
like I said, it's it's very obvious. And and if you followed the trial with us on YouTube and you were watching some of the automatic closed captions, you know how these things can be, right? Johnny yeah. Depp was Mr. Death like 80% of the time. <laughs> and misheard was the word misheard, which was ironic given the context of the uh, of the trial. But like, that's what happens here. So YouTube screwed this one up and it's because uh, Umbrella Guy has a bit of an accent and it, and dip does sound a little bit like dip <laughs> when, when you actually watch this video. Um, but again, it's like just the cursory amount of homework. You're going out in public to this. You're going to be interviewed by the Rolling Stone. You, you you go and you check and confirm this. You're going to put this up for yourself. It's an extra maybe couple hours of work. I mean, it might be more if, I don't know, some kind of weirdness, like these particular sentences were like six or eight hours apart. I That would make it harder if that were the case. But surely, because it's in the same quote, that wouldn't happen, right? Which brings us to Christopher Boozy. Ian makes his video, says, uh, that quote ain't right. Uh, and says, and and Christopher Boozy responds by saying, it's all in the transcript. It's all there. Ian has some thoughts. Ian, what am I looking at here? So um, basically what I initially said was, hey, Rolling Stone, um, are you sure like that this is the article you want to run with? I don't think it's a good look. And Boozy drops into my mentions to say, hey, um, this is totally actually a direct exact quote. And, you know, I include the transcripts. I posted those up online. You can check. And you know what? I thought it is entirely possible to edit a video. Uh, maybe my lying ears are deceiving me. Let's go look at the transcript. And yeah, then I said, yes, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> I was just like, he says I need to do my homework on this one. And okay. fair ball because... Tug actually did take down the video. So I pull up the transcript and it's not a direct quote. You can see there's intervening text. Now, it's interesting because we get down to the crazy man dip in this section. But mm -hmm. we don't get to she's a nut or she's she's disgusting. Where so, do they live? We don't know. Well, you see how this is at like two... 2449? Yes. Well, when you get to she's she's disgusting, that's at a little bit over nine hours. Because uh, this is a full day live stream. Okay. So um, and it's funny because when you look at this context, right? One of the things Boozy said to defend himself was listen, he said all of these things, and I didn't change the context. Well, when you look at this context of this particular quote bubble, it, it sounds like a rant. It sounds like a rant. It sounds like a rant, and it sounds like she's she's disgusting is referring to her like her features because he talks about her having these, you know, how she looks. She's got those psycho eyes. She looks crazy. It sounds like he's talking about her physical appearance when he yeah. says it's disgusting. It does. I actually went and looked at it and you know, the she's disgusting. He's talking about the claims she's making and how implausible they are yeah. and saying she's disgusting. So that refers not to her appearance, but to her lying some six and a half hours later from the start of this quote. So, you know, and he's saying, oh, this is no big deal. And I'm going, but this is a deceptively misleading quote. Like this is outright, um, 
And I mean, I had people, both boozy and some of the boozy acolytes who were going, well, if you tried to use this argument about you can't, you know, about, you know, these are different places, uh, the court would laugh at you. And I'm like, if I tried to include as a quote thing, like in one quotation mark, things that were six and a half hours apart, the court would tear me apart. Like just absolutely uh, that is not something you can do in a courtroom. It's not something you can do in a classroom. You would get a failing mark for pulling this in a classroom. It's not something you can do in a newsroom. This is against journalistic ethics. This is... Yeah, like, bare minimum. This would be the absolute bare minimum. You'd have to put ellipses uh, between the between the spots. And and that's indicative of within a paragraph. Like, yeah, like you can't do that for six and a half hours of, of content, right? An ellipsis is supposed to be where you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, if you have a little bit of content that you're skipping over because, you know, maybe somebody interjects something random and you just want right. to cut that out because it makes the sentence sound weird. But I'm okay. just saying at bare minimum, you have to signal that there's, yes. a, there's a difference in time. I mean, you, you can have put to brackets six hours later. I mean, like you get the job done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to tell the viewer, you have to be honest with the reader because and he says oh well i am honest because it's linked there and it's like well actually you posted the transcript a day later so no and b you shouldn't have to dig through this comma separated values transcript to to catch that he's got this misleading quotation it's ridiculous it's 100 misleading right so any defense of that is wrong because regardless of whether you're on christopher boozy's side or not and you're welcome to be um, you got to play straight, uh, and, and you got to play straight with your readership and saying, well, I, I've got the source there. Okay. That's good. I'm glad you sourced it. Uh, but this is straight up misleading. This sounds different than what happened. You don't have to love that umbrella guy. Like I said, I am not, I've, I've I don't think I've ever been to umbrella guys channel, uh, but yep. it's, this is wrong. Um, this is wrong. Uh, and yep. so when people call you out on that, I think the right play is to say, uh, yeah, okay. You know, we, we condensed for space. That probably comes across a little bit um, inaccurately. We apologize for that. I mean, like it, people should fall on their swords more often because I can be more sympathetic. When you double down and say this is accurate, now I don't believe anything in this at all. Yeah, that's the problem. Is <laughs> what a what a reasonable person would do is like, oh yeah, I I screwed up the quotes. So you know what? We're gonna edit this, and I'm just gonna republish it with a little note. You know, editorial note, an earlier version of this had the quotes wrong. We corrected that. Yeah. Newspapers do that all the time, and that would be the reasonable response. But no, he doubled down and went nuclear. It was quite something to see, his meltdown. You're going to be in the next uh, one, Ian. You're, you're going to be in the I, next report. I know I am. <laughs> but uh, it... It keeps going if you look at it. Yeah, uh, I want you to tell me about this one because I didn't necessarily. You said you had something about the burner to the ground, um, and yeah. I hadn't. I hadn't seen that. Uh, what do you got? So the context of this is he's saying I know a lot of people are saying that Depp shouldn't uh, should let her get away with the sort of defamation, let her off the hook, but you know, and I'm not going to say how Depp should run his finances or anything like that. And I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. But I think he should, uh, you know, burn her to the ground. Uh, if she's got a cat, he can seize the cat. If she's got hair extensions, he can seize the hair extensions. 
it's clearly a metaphor for the legal proceeding, right? Whereas yeah. when you present it with no context like this, it sounds like a threat of violence. It is obviously not a threat of violence in its original context. But, I mean, that's why the context is gone, because otherwise it is a nothing burger, right? Yeah, that, it's just yeah. noticeable, especially when you've put your quotes out in these different ways uh, to have this this so little in this quote box is like what do, what do, what do you not want me to see right here now note he applies all of this to a very specific harassment and cyberbullying policy we just looked at those using an extreme insult to dehumanize an individual based on their intrinsic attributes for example look at this dog of a woman she's not even a human being she must be sort of a mutant or animal um so uh she's not dehumanized here uh, she's not dehumanized here. Uh, this is actually, as you said, this is a threat of violence. It doesn't go to this. So this is just a poor graphic to begin with. And what is this hand? Is this, is this Johnny Depp's hand? What is, why is there a hand in the background? Anyway. I, <laughs> I what it's is, just awkward. I, I want to know what the graphics thoughts process was though. Um, and then this is kind of uh, almost a kind of defamation per se. There's type. a couple things to note about this one. So first, oh yeah, hit me. Look at the uh, the like video ID. There's that code for that at yes. the bottom. Okay. Now scroll up and look at the one in the upper right. Oh, that's the same. That is the same because um, proofreading is not something we do here. Um, the other oh, thing, call. Oh, yeah, nice. Well, the reason why I found this is because I was looking up the references and sure. that made it a lot more challenging to find it because it's actually an entirely different video that that's in. But also in the context of that, that bottom one is, um, he actually references Franco, James Franco in that. Okay. He's saying that Franco has herpes and he suggests that maybe Amber might, you know, that might have been unwise for her to have contact with him. And I'm going, but the suggestion is a different dude has the herpes. <laughs> like, a all right. Okay. And I'm going, you think he would not edit out the Franco reference there? Because that actually comes right in the middle of that, of oh. that quotation. Wait, this quote that doesn't have an ellipsis in its middle has an ellipsis in its middle? Yes. Really? Wow. See, like, this is this is you and me, lawyers on YouTube. Why in the world are we the ones doing this analysis of these kinds of presentments? Rolling Stone has an entire journalistic organization. Why are they not just looking at these and, and confirming this? You've been presented with information. He, he, he put the source in go check it I, you're putting up a national news story what what in the world what in the world <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to pull it up here just so i can get us the proper quote here oh yeah please do i couldn't yeah let's just say folks that ian had a busy night uh and i could not pull up all of his tweets and research because he was he was full on uh fighting the good fight talking about accuracy and quotations talking about getting blocked i heard you got bought blocked by by mr boozy Oh, well, he's a very special sort of coward because... Um, did he DM block you? I hate that one. Uh, well, what he did is he first was going through and as people were disagreeing or were agreeing with me, um, I noticed that he was blocking people who agreed with me. 
um, as we were going. So he was trying to shape what his followers were seeing. And if he blocks them, they don't see it as part of that conversation. Is that how that works? Well, what it is is that they can no longer, uh, they can no longer add things to things, right? They can no longer, um, they can no longer step in. Okay. So, um, he's basically shaping this discussion such that, uh, you know, such that, uh, people are not able to sort of see what's going on there. Um, so, uh, that, you know, he's making it look to his followers, like there's this artificial agreement that just wasn't there. So I'm just looking here. I think I've found it here. Okay. I just want to, I just want to comment on this comment for a second. So while you find that and you could share the screen, I can pull it up. Uh, journalists only have to have a reasonable belief for it to be true at the time of sending it to print. It's how the tabloids get away with so much. I am not accusing them of defamation in, in Rolling Stone. I'm not saying they acted illegally. I'm saying they acted unethically. I, I, I'm saying that they uh, should before you put news out there. I, this is me. I'm a lawyer. I'm not a professional journalist. I don't want to put false stuff out there. I don't want to contribute to a sense of misinformation. I feel strongly about that. Uh, and so I'm saying that they should want to look at these things before they report on them uh, and that they clearly didn't. Uh, that's that's the difference. I'm not saying they defamed. Uh, yes, you're right. You only have to have this certain level to avoid defamation charges. Absolutely. And Ian just shared this screen. So, so what in the world are we looking at, Ian? If I can bring this in there. Okay. Um, so says, we're saying Chad Lips. I think that's the herpes. I think that's uh, the, you know what, you know what I call that. I call that James Franco. That's what you get when you mess around with James Franco, a little Franco now, and then we'll get herpes for you and your friends. Well, that explains how, like, wild <laughs> this quote is. I think that's the, you know what, we'll get herpes for you and your friends. That does... <laughs> Like they cut out the James Franco in the middle of that because that's really awkward for his whole thesis that, um, you know, that I'm like, how do you cut out a, an entirely different person in the middle of this? My goodness, Ian, good job for you looking through the transcripts, man. Well, and the thing is, is I didn't look through the transcripts of the other guy. And, you know, right. some of the stuff is pretty noxious. But I'm going it's pretty noxious. How do I believe this now? Yes, you that's know. the problem. That's the problem, right? When you go in and you do the site check on this stuff, and then you say, let's say you potentially say, you know what, Rick, you're being too generous with some of these. Some of these are really, really bad. I that's fair, right? I, I could accept that kind of criticism. But after you look at how these quotes are treated, what are we we can't take on faith this this stuff, right? We can't we can't take on faith. Um, especially since, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, does YouTube, is this what, is this a direct reflection of what YouTube does to the transcripts? Do they blank out expletives? This is not something that the whole law YouTube channel knows. I don't actually know, but, um, uh, you know, uh, we could test that out on a different channel, Ian. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but these look like oh, YouTube for us. There you go. You're going to go find one. Uh, YouTube, this, this looks like just YouTube images, which might be a little bit better, uh, in terms of not having to go through the boozy filter here, uh, but you don't know what you don't know. And when you give up credibility like this, that is reflective of the rest of the report and understand 
even at what we're looking at right now, YouTube is a hotbed of misogyny and all the isms you can think of. He's basically focused on these two channels. Uh, and then he's focused on something completely different. So while, while Ian does whatever research he's doing on the, the YouTube uh, transcribing of expletives uh, content, let's look at the next section. We're going to try to go through these a little bit faster. Uh, an area of focus. Yeah. I think it's actually, um, I think it's, you know, we do need people to call out bad behavior on sure. YouTube, bad behavior anywhere else. The problem is, is that if you are going, this is something that matters to me. Like, let's say you hate you know, you hate Tug and you want to see him taken down because yeah. you think he's a bad dude for all this. Yeah. You deserve a an honest, better person because all of this makes Tug look good at the end of the day. Right. Well, when, and when, I, he's getting, when he's getting railroaded. I mean, like, that's clear from those. Quotes. I had people, Yeah. I had people going, why are you defending Tug? And I'm like, I don't know. About Tug. Tug. It's not about Tug. It's hmm. about to be honest about what we're doing here. And when you when you fake up these quotes, it's just like because that's what this is. Like when you stitch together a single paragraph out of stuff that happens six and a half hours apart, that's just dishonest, right? That is just yeah. you know. So you can't lie to people and then expect them to take you on faith. That's that's so, exactly the problem. Right. That is exactly the problem is, you know, hey, you're asking us to trust what you have said here, which honestly isn't a lot. We're going to see that filler. You see on the top of our screen here, nine out of 35. And I'm not too worried about time. It's because 20 pages of this are, are not going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's straight up. Um, and that's he, you combine that you combine that unfairness, that dishonesty in quotation with the targeted nature of this report those two specific channels are your your platforms uh for this and it starts to feel real bad and no this yeah. is about tug i haven't visited tug tug could say all sorts of things i don't know so could that other guy if any of that is true doesn't sound like a youtube channel i would be visiting yet we still have to be honest brokers about this stuff if you want to make your point you got to make it honestly because otherwise yeah. you get into this situation where i'm discounting everything you have to say period when you do stuff like that, when you play games with the actual important stuff that you're presenting, I can't review everything you present. And so I say, nah, that's the games player. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's, you know, he's saying, oh, I linked the, you know, link the transcripts. Well, the transcripts don't back you up. And also, you for that. I can't be expected to spend however many hours reviewing you know, everything. And this is, you know, lawyers learn this all the time. This is actually a message that they will hammer on you in law school, which is you get one chance to lose your credibility and like you will never get it back in front of a court. You know, if you go and a judge catches you lying, you are going to have bad days in that courtroom for the rest of time. And, you know, I've never... I've never been in that position, but I've watched lawyers who are in that position and they're just like, hey, um, so this is what, you know, this is the situation. The judge is like, where's your evidence of that? And you're like, uh, you watch people going, uh, well, you got to take my representation for it. The judge is like, not yours. I don't. Nope. And that just ends your career, right? That it makes Move it in your 
yeah, it makes it impossible to practice. And, you know, you can't do that. So, you know, lawyers have this bad reputation of being, you know, dishonest or whatever. As a lawyer, honesty is the thing that makes it possible to do my job. You know, and I, you know, I've gone in and I've just been like, I remember one court case. I was like, and I'm presenting this case to the court and the judge read through to it. And he's like, this is not helpful to your case at all, Mr. Runkle. And it's like, well, I have an ethical obligation to present the law as it stands. You're not here's a case. Court. Yep. Here's a case that's bad for me. I'm going to proceed to argue why you shouldn't follow it, mm-hmm. but properly you need to know it exists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the judge did rule in my favor, although not in the way that I like, not for the reasons I asked him to. <laughs> Judges. <laughs> yeah. It surprised both me and the prosecutor. We were both like, well, that came out of left field. So, but at the end of the day, the judge was like, and I really respect that you brought that case to my attention because that's the proper thing to do. Um, you know, that's the stuff that you do as a lawyer that you have to do because you can't like, oh, I think this is actually a good stopping point right this second to look at some super chats before we get back to the report. So yes. squirrel, how will you get your pocket money from dad with no super chats? <laughs> dad loves a super chat. Papa Hog, we love you. <laughs> what could I say? Britt, lesson to be learned from this. Don't be an insufferable piece of work and maybe you'll get better press. I think that's a Meghan Markle reference. And yeah, here's the thing. Some people are going to be more popular than others. And sometimes it's not going to be based on their intrinsic attributes. Sometimes it's going to be based on their extrinsic ones, who they are as a person. Um, I don't know Meghan Markle. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there should be a title that's added to Kate. I'll just say princess. I, she's a duchess of somewhere. Uh, my, my British friends will help me out. Um, but maybe one's a nicer person. There's a couple of videos on YouTube that are just attack pieces on me. And it's like, sure. okay, that's. I had somebody at one point send me one of these, and it's like, what are you going to do about this? And I was like, <laughs> nothing. He's got the right to to not like me. That is perfectly okay. Um, yes, it is. Sounds like that person lives a lonely life, but we can accept lonely lonely people too. Well, and they were like, they they use all sorts of portions of your video. I'm like, well, how else would they attack me? Of course they are. So yeah, and he's like, well, aren't you gonna? I'm like, I think co-counsel is yelling at me for not not knowing the title for. It's like it's something of Wales. <laughs> Britt Cormier, I love their idea of danger. It shows just how safe we are today. Danger used to be eaten, yep. being eaten by predators if you separated them from the group. Now it is someone who wrote bad things about me online. Uh, well, to some extent, social media and all these issues are kind of what we might otherwise describe as first world problems. There is some truth there. And yeah, Rolling Stone using the word danger here is interesting. Um, yeah, it's not self-evident. Crazy Cat Queen, I don't want any profit-based company or journalist, especially Boozy or Cat, telling me what to not read or view. I'd, I'd throw nonprofits in there too. You can have nonprofit people you don't want controlling your access to information either. Uh, but yeah, in general, we want to we want to build people up here. On our channels, we want you guys to make the decisions. Yes, we have our analysis. Yes, we will mark when we're editorializing. And then you can tell us, yeah, it makes sense. Or you're an idiot, Hogue. And either way, thinking about the process yourself is what it's all about. Um, so thank you, Crazy Cat Queen. Brett, again, thank you so much for the Super Chats all day. Brett, when I see these quotes, I think, did he say some people online say, insert quote? We know that we've quoted others for arguments, only for someone to quote us with, he said the words. Yep. 
Yep. Well, well and if, you, if you're willing to take portions from like six and a half hours apart, you can pretty much make anyone say anything just by stringing together phrases like that. Well, yeah, the true bad actor is just taking, you know, the the, the from here and the amber from here. And, you know, you could you, whatever you like. <laughs> Uh, just one word at a time, one word at a time. Crazy Cat Queen says, Dog of a woman is the clean way of saying Brit is a bee. Yep, I think so. I do. Uh, Crazy Cat Queen, apparently, just because you publish something on the internet, you can call yourself a journalist. Good to know. New career. Here I come. Uh, <laughs> smiling teeth emoji and rolling on the floor laughing emoji. Uh, yeah, a lot of people call me a journalist. Uh, and one of the things I try to correct people on is like, no, I'm not. I'm analyzing. I guess I'm giving op-ed type stuff, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not creating uh, the actual news on the ground. Um, and so I don't. I don't consider myself a journalist at all. I'm more of a responder to things um, and, and reporter on that. I've got journalism credentials in the Alberta courts, so technically I do have some powers for going into. Uh... You can put the press thing in your hat band. Actually, all it lets me do is record court proceedings if the court allows it, and then I can't publish that. All I can do is record it so that I can get quotes right. Okay. <laughs> you can't we, publish it nakedly. You have to pull quotes to write a story. Yes. We don't okay. televise our trials at all here. Um, technically, the court can allow it, but they just never do. Okay. But they, they do allow journalists sometimes to record things so that they can, you know, make sure that they've actually got a quote correct instead of uh, instead of just winging it from memory. Yep, that makes sense. Jeremy Morton, I don't even know what to say about this. The report and the Twitter exchange were ridiculous. They are. They are, Jeremy. Thank you for the super chat. Absolutely. I'm dragging. Wow. <laughs> this guy went went nuclear on that. Face palm emoji, the full Picard. Sigh. So we are to trust mainstream media. I struggle with the monetizing issues they have with content creators when they cherry pick and add opinions to the facts. Yes, we are We are at the start of a new era of the media versus content creators. That's going to be an interesting one because we're involved here in this space. Ian's involved. A lot of our friends are involved on YouTube. Uh, and it's going to be interesting uh, because they're clearly threatened uh, by independent content creation. And we're going to continue to fight for it. Uh, this is an aspect of that, but only one part of it. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But thank you all for those super chats. I think we got one more that came in before we go and try to finish off this report. So I, I really do have a client client call in 28 minutes. Uh, right. So we're going to try to figure it out. Kathy O'Toole, Tug started covering the JDAH trial six years ago in the UK. And his channel's older than that, right? I mean, he has had done uh, more stuff, uh, I think. So you guys are trying to see if I'm going to miss this client call. Crazy Cat Queen, Ian, I bet you at least use ellipses properly if when you quote something from your recordings. Winky face emoji. Yeah. I bet he does. Uh, and then uh, Pick and Rick, good name. Uh, Kate is now Princess of Wales after Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II's passing. Princess of Wales to go with Duchess of Sussex. I will try to remember these, but probably not. I have failed already. Uh, they are gone. Uh, all right, so let's finish this up. Uh, and the reason we can finish up the next 20 pages of the report is because we're going to go further and further afield from what the overall thrust of the article is. Yes, co-counsel, what's going on? I know it's Princess of Wales. I, somebody nice in the comments did that without opening my door. All right. 
<laughs> An area of focus for us was YouTube channels devoted to publishing malicious and defamatory content about Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. These problematic channels often use deceptive titles, descriptions, and thumbnails to avoid scrutiny from YouTube's moderators. I don't even know if the thumbnails pop for moderators uh, before you get into the next level of um, of looking at things. Still, after yeah, I've heard, and I can't confirm this, but that they actually might be that moderators who look at thumbnails might actually be a different group from moderators okay. who look at, because what I've heard is that there are people who just get like pages of thumbnails and then they just sort of scan through them, skim through them and basically make sure that there's nothing that's, you know, graphic. No, yeah. No eggplant, no peach. And beyond that, you know, <laughs> I can't say it better than that, Ian. Uh, so they look, they look at these they look at these channels, which are self-described by them as malicious and defamatory, which in and of itself might be defamatory, depending. Uh, but they they describe them that way, and then all this is is percentage of videos about Meghan Markle. It seems to me like you could have a topic that is the life and times of Meghan Markle, uh, and and that would be okay. It's not okay, as we saw in the YouTube uh, guidelines, to have a channel that only does this in a negative way, uh, but. Um, you have to make your case. You can't just say these are negative and look at how much time they spend on Meghan Markle and say, look, YouTube bans things that are negative without establishing how we got there. Well, um, and also, like, I know there are some channels that have, that all they talk about is Minecraft and have yeah. for, like, eight years. That's it's well, just their thing. It's maybe not Minecraft hate speech. <laughs> yeah, so look, I mean, we got 112,000 subscribers, 89,000, 43,000. Uh, you know, not a ton of separate subscribers, big video views, uh, you know, bigger than bigger than my channels. We just passed eight million views. Ian. It was very exciting. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, they're 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 popular, but maybe not heavily subscribed to. And that's all and, they say about that. And then we go next. I, yeah. The the rule there that he's citing again. Yes. You can't be dedicated to focusing on maliciously insulting an identifiable individual. Uh, you know, interestingly, that's already banned malicious insults. Um, but it's like they do have a special rule. I think if I can find it, the Google stuff always I'm goes away. It's wondering it's if the viable individual has a an exception for uh, um, for popular figures. Or so for it does say here. Uh, we don't like insults based on protected group status. If it were like raw racist commentary. Regardless yeah. of whether or not they're a high-profile person, they don't say the opposite, which is that we don't care that much about high-profile persons if it's not a protected group insult, but it's implied by the existence of this note. <laughs> Again, yeah. reading the YouTube rules is a fun thing to do if you're a lawyer because it's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, you are not allowed to have an account dedicated entirely to focusing on maliciously insulting an, an identifiable individual. Now, note, if we're really lawyering here, entirely is not inclusive of the group that only reaches 91.9%. Yeah. Not entirely. Yeah, Sorry. I don't think any of them hit 100% entirely. Entirely is a specific word, Mr. Boozy. If we're going to hold YouTube's feet to the fire, they're pretty specific. Just saying. Anyway, deceptive practices. YouTube channels focus predominantly on a single identifiable individual will often use misleading thumbnails and ambiguous video titles to avoid scrutiny from moderators. And you're given... You're both simultaneously taking credit away from YouTube and giving them a lot of credit to what they actually look at in these things. The Sue Smith channel employed similar deceptive tactics, again, calling out a, a specific channel with 43,000 subscribers after YouTube terminated and then reinstated the channel earlier this year. 
Although many videos use thumbnails of landscapes and celestial objects, the videos are primarily about Meghan Markle. Um, so yeah, you know, I, this isn't the kind of channel I would watch where you just get a picture of like Hobbiton and they are at it again. But I, is that deceptive? It's, it's, it's content free. <laughs> yeah. It's not. And the thing is, is you click it and they start talking about whatever, and then you click away if you don't like it. But mostly if you have a video where the thumbnail is not attention getting, people just don't click it. You know, which is one of the things everybody on YouTube has had the experience. If you post up a video, you think it's a great video. It's got fantastic content. I'm pumped. Like seven people watch it. It's true. It's like and you see my life, Ian. Often that's because the thumbnail just didn't grab people. But the other thing is that, you know, if you want to talk about royalty, guess who took most of the pictures of royalty? Yeah. Like, paparazzi and you know what the paparazzi want to use their pictures of the royalty on your youtube video many dollars yeah you like, gotta be super careful about yeah, pictures of people it's real easy to get sued because you use somebody else's you know thing so yeah maybe you just use a landscape that you got off you know a you know a royalty free uh you know some royalty free site and they could be visual puns. I mean, they really could. I don't know. I mean, like if, if you had the picture of a dock here underwater, I mean, like I, I could I could use a picture like that for like a company going under. I mean, like that's that's the kind of thing that I would do. <laughs> um, so we don't know. But either way, is it deceptive? No, it's YouTube. And YouTube, I, this is this is silly, right? So here's an extra. Not allowed on YouTube. A, a thumbnail that misleads viewers to think they're about to view something that's not in the video. Nobody thinks that this video is about hobbits and nobody thinks that this video is about, I don't know, uh, an eclipse. Um, you know, you got Andrew Omid, Harry and SA updates, whatever that means. I think I know what it means, but that's pretty clear on the title. And the thumbnail is just like, come on, come visit. It's a podcast. Yeah. Um, place where you get in trouble on this is if you put something like, you know, um, you know, video clip shows, former president George Bush eating a puppy or something. And that's not in there. It's just, you know, video footage of you twiddling your thumbs like that. YouTube will get annoyed at, uh, but right, I was thinking, yeah, it's like a secret, secret uh, final ending to the last of us part two uh, exposes the lies. And, uh, and then it's um, you know, it's, it's just screenshots from SpongeBob SquarePants, you know, yeah. whatever. Or it's just you playing Last of Us 2 and then at the end of it, after people have watched this for like four hours, you're like, just kidding. Like yeah, Exactly. And then we get the final section here. I know it's only page 11. Copyright infringement. During our research, we received a credible tip regarding several channels monetizing content taken from news outlets. A credible tip. <laughs> a a credible tip. Like they asked a 14-year-old who just like, or like literally any human who's been on YouTube. <laughs> Upon further review, we discovered a network of 22 channels with over 34,000 videos, many of which contain the content of articles taken from news outlets and read verbatim without crediting the source. Understand, this is pretty important. It's a network of 22 channels. So they put this list of things like British Royal News, British Royal TV, et cetera, and they are a network, right? So you, you pull this up and apparently they're just reading news articles. I don't know. British Royal News has 14,000 subscribers. It's latest apparently has 124 views. I'm having a little trouble getting too excitable about this. 
but then it's clearly owned by like the same group. Like it's 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 one person like using seventeen different names. Uh, you yeah. know, Runkle the Bailey has a second channel. <laughs> you know, to to separate this stuff out. So what you found was one group, which may or may not, since I don't believe you anymore after the quote fiasco, be doing this very thing. And it's all just the same ownership with very small subscriber and very few few uh, view stuff. And this is starting on page 11. For again, remember, YouTube is a hateful place and we need to do something about it. Copyright infringement is really the newspaper's problem uh, more than anything else. And we're going to cover it from page 11 on. Let's scroll, shall we? Again, as I said, the teacher you said you had to get to 30 pages. So Christopher Boozy was going to deliver 30 pages of uh, YouTube videos that apparently copy articles from somewhere. Are we doing good? We're doing good, folks. Yep. You need the clown music for when you're doing the scroll. Yeah. So, yep, we keep going. Oh, and all right. Well, okay. We're getting back to substance. Oh, no. That was it. It's a conclusion. I went in, like, there should be a T-shirt that we give to Mr. Boozy here that says, I went into YouTube to find bad speech and copyright infringement. And all I wrote was this. Yeah. I, the, I, I, I half want to take up the mantle and be like, I can, I can do this better. Uh, and then the conclusions with, with just the information that you saw, just what you saw folks. So don't leave, don't bring in, don't take under advisement the rest of the knowledge you have about the internet or YouTube, just what he has presented. He goes out with, YouTube has become a breeding ground for hate speech, misogyny, racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, and targeted harassment. Objection. In this report, facts not in evidence. It's <laughs> like he heard about what happened to Kiwi Farms. He's just like, now's my chance to take out Tug. Right. And we talked about Cloudflare and their very interesting comments on all of that. But then we just get raw assertions. This is like reading someone's blog post uh of an angry screed about youtube and i'm not even saying this guy's wrong but we should treat it with exactly the sentiment that we treat the guy shouting about youtube on reddit which is okay my friend this is a wendy's but carry on yeah. youtube is being weaponized against women in marginalized communities and youtube's algorithms routinely recommend harmful content to its users you didn't put anything asserting this in the report <laughs> you didn't talk about how youtube operates at all friend <laughs> And I think you could at least make a case here. I, you, yeah, there's a great argument to be made here. It's just you got to support it. You can't just assert it in your conclusion. So where this kind of stuff gets traction is with the people that already believe it, which is fine. And like I said, he's a pro marketer. So more power to you. You're, he's going to be seen. His assertions, this report is going to be seen by more people than are watching this video or will ever see it. So good on you. But like... Do the work, get the quotes right, establish what YouTube's doing that's so bad and how it could be corrected. You don't do any of that. You found two guys that talk bad that you don't like. You misquoted at least one of them. You found somebody who's got a network of things that is just repeating things that are written in the sun or wherever. Fine, that's bad. It's not really anybody's problem except those newspapers, but okay, there's copyright infringement on YouTube, News at 11. And then you made a 35-page report about it, and you get an exclusive interview in Rolling Stone, and they don't do their checking of the work. And that gets repeated from Rolling Stone, who doesn't check Rolling Stone's work, and on and on and on. And that's why headlines exist, quite frankly, because this stuff is bullshit. And that's why we talk about this stuff here. 
And I like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling on himself here, because when you're like, YouTube is really good at showing you stuff that people who watch the same stuff as you like watching, yeah. or or hate watch, but whatever it is, they watch it. And so it's like the people who are like, you know, hey, I get nonstop advertisements for pee. And you're like, well, um, that says something about your browsing habits. <laughs> I did have some friends that ran a blog uh, for, for Michigan football. And I was like, are your, are your ads targeted? Because I'm trying to figure out what I did to trigger your ads. <laughs> and, and he said, yes, they are. And I'm like, I have no idea how they're connecting me to these particular advertisements. Uh, but I just thought I would let you know that they are right next to your articles. Uh, and so, you know, just a note. <laughs> YouTube, if I go on there and I do a search for how to, um, how to, you know, I did a search for how to replace the taillight in my model of car. And I got mechanic stuff for days. Like it was just bombing me with like, here's how you fix a car. Here's how you rebuild an engine. Here's car fit repair fails here's yep. like it was just desperate to show me mechanic stuff and i'm yeah, going like a little puppy it, like i i changed the headlight or i changed the taillight we're good <laughs> uh, but when he's a car guy yeah what he's saying youtube is showing all of this harmful content it's like what are you looking at you on youtube man what right. are you looking up right no exactly and, and and what's really funny is to watch those go cross-platform right i'll tweet something then it'll be picked up on my Amazon page. And then, uh, you know, one of the things you could probably see in the virtual legalities is that I bought a Hunt a Killer, which is like a um, uh, murder mystery puzzle box for me and my wife. We like to do those kinds of things. Uh, and like, if you go look at virtual legalities, I think Hunt a Killer, it still might be. It's like, it was serving me up only Hunt a Killer ads, like on every article for like two weeks. And you can go see them in all of the videos that I did over that period of time. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, it's a music. It's amusing. All right, let's finish this up because I got like five minutes and then I got to get off and then I got to prep for my call. <laughs> In addition to harmful content, widespread copyright violations are often unaddressed. Thousands of YouTube videos contain content taken directly from news outlets. That's just true. Unless YouTube is proactive at removing harmful content, problematic channels will continue to flourish on the platform and use it to propagate content prohibited by YouTube's policies. Again, I'm not sure you've made your case there. If YouTube enforced its current policies and implemented stricter monetization protocols, there would be a significant reduction in harmful content. Channels with 60% or more of their content focusing negatively on an identifiable person should be strictly prohibited. Ah, so not just you should enforce your own policies. You've got a quantifiable line here. Okay, and not, by the way, maliciously insulting. Note that YouTube prohibits malicious insulting uh, Focusing negatively, whoo, now that's a slippery slope. What does that mean? If I have a channel that has a political bent and the opposite party is in the Oval Office, am I allowed to report? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, clearly you can identify the occupant of the Oval Office at any given time, presumably. Uh, is that is that allowed now? I mean, political speech, we'd have to have a conversation, Mr. Boozy. At the very least, YouTube should demonetize these channels, remove the financial incentive to continue producing malicious content. You didn't call for a malicious content prohibition up here, Mr. Boozy. You called for focusing negatively. You got to, again, if you're going to write reports like this, if you're going to essentially be a think tank and advocate in white papers, you got to be careful with this stuff. 
You yeah. have to get your standards even. I mean, ugh. YouTube must also do better at safeguarding publishers' content. Yes, we're very worried about the multinationals not being able to police their own content. They're going to get by, Mr. Boozy. They are. Uh, channels shouldn't be allowed to steal content from publishers, re read that content verbatim in a YouTube video, and then be rewarded for using the stolen content. Um, the thing is, is YouTube actually often demonetizes those channels. And takes the money and sends it elsewhere. Yeah, like a lot of it's you actually can't necessarily tell if another channel is monetized because YouTube will run ads on demonetized channels. It's just that they don't give you the money. Right. So there's a lot of those channels that are like we read stuff off of Reddit with a mechanical voice. Yep. And a ton of those are demonetized. They just put stuff out there because they do. Right, uh, and I've used Content ID. I did a Star Wars trailer analysis, for instance, on this channel that I knew was going to get picked up because of the music usage. Um, so that's one of the rare times I did video on this on this channel. It was immediately uh, claimed and sent over, and I did that knowing that that would happen, and that's that was part of what I uh, you know agreed to. Um, so you know if you can get the plate the money in the right places, people can make those decisions and say I have no you know ethical or other issue with saying I'm gonna I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna comment on it. It's probably fair use, folks, but I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to fight it. Um, and then they can go claim what they claim. Um, and so, yes, if YouTube continues failing to moderate harmful content, protect women and marginalized communities from abuse, he brought in specifics here, and safeguard publishers' content, we will need more robust regulations and penalties to address this burgeoning problem. This, this sounds like rolling into YouTube headquarters and saying it's a nice platform here. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Like, that's what that last sentence sounds like to me. Um, but that's the whole report. That's the whole damn thing, folks. We went yep. through it all. The other thing I just want to sort of mo or mention here, uh, Boozy has a tweet where he says that I omitted pertinent information in his tweet talking about a disclaimer. Um, okay. If you got a second, just hit Control F on that, uh, you know, thing. Yeah, what am I looking for? The word disclaimer. No, it's not there. Yeah, it's not there because Boozy is on Twitter lying his ass off. And sorry, I'll put some money in the square jar here, but um, <laughs> I mean, I swear. because he's saying that you know I you know that I left out that he put in this uh, disclaimer, and um, yeah, no, that that didn't happen. He uh, really, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I. You know, I, I, it's very hard to believe basically anything uh, he says after looking at those quotes uh, situation. Uh, so, and he just talks about everything. So I don't know that I'll be able to find this. Man, he is online, isn't he? Um, oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it be. Certainly nothing is labeled disclaimer. If he's talking about something else, I didn't see it. I mean, we put eyes on everything here. Um, you will note that the Rolling Stone article. Uh, nope, that's the wrong one. The Rolling Stone article actually has a reference to him uh to his firm being paid uh by amber heard's team it isn't in what we just read uh because it isn't there uh but it will get added um and they will they will note it they're not the washington post as we like to say here uh they they actually mark when they made this change uh but that is an enormous oversight to miss in the initial pass of the article uh, as it stands, right? We, we talked about Variety being good because they noted it in their headline. You don't necessarily have to note it in your headline, but it wasn't included much at all in their original report. That gets added in an update. And there we go. That is an almost two and a half, 
hour long uh, hangouts and headlines here. We got a couple of super chats. Nicole, just want to say thank you to Hogan. Ian, go to bed. <laughs> you crazy and get on your uh, your phone call there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna we can law. It's gonna be okay. Carrie Harvey for the swear jar for Runkle. That's very generous of you. Thank you, Carrie. Thumbs up emoji and an alpha emoji. Thank you so much. Ian, first of all, thank you so much for spending so much time here at the very end of your day from yesterday. Uh, people, please do check out his video uh, on his channel. I will link it. It might be after my call, Ian, uh, after this conversation, but it will be in the description ultimately. And of course, Ian is one of the wonderful members of the Lawyers and Dragons troop here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We've got some more stuff, more stuff to do there. Ian, what else you got going on? What do you send, want to send people to? Oh, you know what? At this point, um, I probably just want to send myself to bed, but uh, check out that video and watch us on Lawyers and Dragons because Gimlet is in a whole pile of trouble and I don't know how I'm going to get to get him out of it. So that, that'll be fun. All right, Snoopy Kins, no time for this super chat. Get going. I am going to do that. going to go practice some law. Thank you, everybody. I'll be reading through the comments uh, after all of this to see what all the conversations was about, as I like to do. I know co-counsel has mentioned that I do that. I do do that for all these videos. So I will see what you all were talking about. Uh, Don says, this is how long and hangouts and headlines should be, so I'm awake. <laughs> I do my best, but I do have a 10 o'clock. I have to go. Everybody, thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow on Hangouts and Headlines and any videos I do between now and then.